Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah everyone. Welcome to episode 5 of Let's Talk with Aima. Uh, tonight we're going to be discussing and talking and podcasting on Muslim revivers, in particularly uh, the great Sheikh Abdul Qadir Al Jilani. Uh, I'm joined by um, just Imam Adil tonight. Unfortunately, Soldier Was is not here yet, um, but he may join us a bit later. But for now, uh, welcome Imam Adil tonight. You have been a huge hit uh, with the, the following. You've been a huge hit with the listeners and viewers. They wanted uh, more of you. Uh, they wanted to see your soft side. So we've got you here now, uh, live and exclusive on Let's Talk with I'm a Podcast. Guys, go and subscribe. Subscribe to this channel. And most importantly, subscribe to the Let's, Let's Talk with I'm a Podcast channel. Uh, all you have to do is type Let's Talk with I'm a. A few of the videos will come up. Click on the channel link, subscribe, and then click the bell button. And you will be notified every time we go live to do a podcast or any podcast is uploaded. So, Imam Adil, how are you tonight? Let me guess, you've been teaching a class as always and you're really tired, it's really cold and uh, you're hungry as well. Best get a jabber to get some food in or have I just taken the words out of your mouth? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. First and foremost, to Imam Sab and to all the uh, viewers, listeners, Wherever you may be, to each and every one of you, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. It's a privilege and honor to be on the podcast uh, for the second time. Uh, yes, it goes without saying. I think I was a bit of a hit uh, in episode three. Oh, do even you? Though you won't accept it. Uh, Imam no, no, Sabs, we, we do. We Imam Sab's claiming that it was just my fans uh, who. Uh, appreciated my appearance or appearance guys start start <laughs> commenting in the in the live chat right. if you feel imam adil was an instant hit on this podcast I, I and you love this side of him so <laughs> thumbs up mashallah it's a, it's a good way of engaging we had a, a parent who came in earlier uh, of one of our students uh samad hussein and ibrahim hussein's uh father who came in he says imam sab it's good to see uh, a, a different a way of engaging with the youngsters um, uh, aside from the usual lecturing and preaching uh, technique that we adopt so it's it's a good initiative uh, i think it's gone down quite well uh, today's episode five uh, you did a bit of a different one on thursday evening i think yeah, it was for, for um, uh, diego armando maradona that's the one i think just over two hours uh, a discussion regarding just football uh, diego and uh, one of the uh, greats of football and who is the greatest footballer i'm not sure what the conclusion was to that uh, i i think i think most of us would agree that um maybe you can shed light my mother you're into your football as well um maybe i mean i i think we we concluded on diego maradona okay on the basis that he was just a single footballer on his own had such an impact on a club like sheffield united it wasn't Sheffield United, it was Napoli the equivalent. Relegation, battling, Italian team in the best league at, the, at that time in the world. For him to take Napoli to the summit of Italian football, the summit of European football, the peak at the excellence of European football. And 
you know, to take Argentina to the World Cup. My mother's reaction says it all, but I think we came to a conclusion um, that, that that Diego was the best. So no, uh, we're not really worried about. Or what's, what's your view, my mother? Uh, tell us. Worried or bothered about who's the greatest footballer? Alhamdulillah, today we're going to be. But uh, go on, just tell us. Tell us. The, I know, I know. I know. Just tell us what do you think. You know, from the your greatest view. of the I'll ODI, give you one I'll just give you a minute. Just tell us who do you think is the greatest footballer? Well, it depends ever. on what era it is, isn't it? So I mean, I mean, I'm, in, I'm a big fan of Zidane. Um, yeah. Obviously, we grew up watching him. '98 World Cup, 2000 Euros, uh, that great uh, goal in the final against Leverkusen. I think 2001. Yeah, League, yeah. Uh, so we grew up. But is he up, the greatest? You know, uh, is he up in there that, with in the '90s and the early 2000s? Certainly. And then obviously now we've seen uh, the, the Messi and Ronaldo era. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Ronaldo, but not dismissing the natural talent that Messi has. Um, but again, I said it in the last podcast that uh, when we were talking about Muslim revolutionaries, uh, we've not seen uh, them revolutionaries, but we've heard of them. Similarly with footballers, we've not seen them play. Uh, we've, uh, we've heard of them or we've watched their clips on YouTube. Uh, I don't think you can base your judgment just on that. Um, stats are stats, you know. A lot, a lot of people are. If you went statistically, if Danny Alves has won the most trophies mm. by any footballer, so does that make him the greatest? Yeah, but I was just going to say you took the uh, the opportunity for me to mention the with Pele's statistic. A lot of people are saying they're not really one hundred percent accurate. Yeah, a lot so, of his garden goals were know, included. <laughs> so you can't really base the judgment uh, on on statistics, but you know, it's it's it, every person's opinion is different. But like I was saying, there is no doubt uh, amongst the awliya, the greatest is uh, the Muslim reviver who we're dedicating tonight's podcast to, uh, Sayyidina Sheikh Sayyid Abdul Qadir al-Jilani, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. Um, so, you know, I think we should focus on that. Yeah, uh, no, no, you, you're obviously taking the conversation that way. Huh. Um, but now that you have uh, took the conversation there, you might as well host and ask me and I'll, I'll answer what, what do you think about this? <laughs> Shall we swap seats? No, no, no. Let's stick to uh, uh, let's talk with Aima. Right, okay. It's, uh, we can do let's talk with Aimas. No, well, I don't know. Imam Muhammad Adil Shazad. I, I don't know. I don't know if people want to talk with me. Uh, I, I think, uh, uh, like you mentioned, towards the end of last podcast, we have our principles. We stick by them. Uh, I, coincidentally, I bumped into somebody. I mentioned it to you earlier. I bumped into somebody yesterday in Asda's and he goes, Imam, so I love the podcast. Love the fact that you weren't willing to... Uh, mention the names of certain deviants and you stuck to your principles and your guns. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, whether you accept it or not, we've got some yeah, really good Imam feedback. Adil, you know, we all we all hold those views, whatever. I, I share the absolute same sentiments, but it's a name. I mean, if we can mention Diego Maradona's name, who's not a Muslim at all, Sallallahu you know, we can. We can do, you, do you know what I'm saying? Sunday we live in the 21st century. You know, you I don't really know what you're saying. You do. You know exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> but nevertheless, we leave that for yeah. another discussion, another topic on another so, day. Inshallah. You know, I do play, uh, you know, the dual role. The dual role. And it's good. I, I mm. believe in order to get answers, and tonight you're going to really be tested. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm going to be playing the, the, the other side and, so, and firing questions from different sides and angles because you're right. I think podcast. This is probably the new way forward hmm. to educate people. You know, there's the, the preaching, teaching methodology. Hmm. And then there's the podcasting, teaching me methodology. And, you know, methodologies, methodologies 
evolve over time. Mm. I can only talk about myself. You've obviously seen this as well. Ten years ago, packing mosques out was the big thing. It was the hype, the the social illnesses, these topics that I spoke on, for example. Then over time, we've seen that the Mawlid, that grew. So the masjids were packed at the time of Mawlids. And now with the, the COVID, everything seems to have gone online. And podcasting, you know, we're getting mm. on average 200 people across the five episodes. We've had on average 200 odd people tune in and watch, you know, the podcasts. You know, we've had nearly 15,000 views. And, and that's just in the last five episodes. So I agree with you. I think podcasting is a way. And I've, I've had, there's been a lot of people who have, who have, uh, who have supported and, 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 you know, shared the sentiments. I was, I've been out driving about and stuff. And, and, you know, as I've been out driving about and stuff, you know, people have stopped us once we were driving and, and somebody stopped in the middle of the road and says, you know what, I, I enjoy watching your podcast. And he goes, look, I, I've never been into this stuff. People, it's a, it's a different style and method of getting the word across. And, and, you know, I think it's something really important. I think it's something really, uh, really innovative. Mm-hmm. And it's the new way forward. And I just think that things are going to be, uh, you know, it, it's miraculous. As, as miraculous as, uh, as Mr. Soldier was turning up and sitting next to you, where has he popped out from? Ladies and gentlemen, look who's Sorry, here. Sorry, I'm late. Wow, how, how did you just land Better late than never, I say. It's one of them ones. You see me mm. here, you see Very me. Very mashallah. Looking the part today as well. I was feeling the Sufi vibe, obviously, my first uh-huh. topic on the podcast that's obviously got an Islamic nature to it as well. Yeah, but guys are saying, oh, what does Was know about this? And, you know, oh, you know. <laughs> but, you know, you're going to see, you're going to see a different side. He's going he's gonna to actually, I, I want Was to throw questions at Imam Adil about the modern <laughs> day. No, no, because obviously. <laughs> I'm not in your seat. Hey. If I was sat in your seat, I'd love it. But so you did offer me to sit in your seat. So I've no one to uh, really blame but myself. You know. eh? No, but you know, just 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 uh, just experiences that you've seen and stuff. When we get to that point of the conversation, you'll see us will will ask questions like the darbars. You know, a lot of these Sufiistic traditions and what is this and 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 saying that. Let's 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 begin. Obviously, you know, this is the Muslim revivers. Mm. Um, you can say an offshoot of let's talk with I'm a Muslim revivers um, series, and who better to start with than the great Qutb, uh, Sayyiduna Abdul Qadir Muhyiddin Abdul Qadir Al Ghailani, pronounced Ghailani and Jilani as well, and saying that you know Imam Adil, before we get to the great the great sage, the great saint of Allah, mm. the great man of Allah, the saintly figure who is so. You know, glorified and, and so mesmerizing when we read his stories and we, we study his life. He he embodies a specific tradition within Islam. And and this is just an, an introduction for us to lay into the the introduction towards the spiritual aspect of Islam. So spiritualism, mm. spirituality, um, Shed some light on that Imam Adil with regards to the, sp- the spirituality aspect. Of course, we've read it in the Quran. You know, Tazkiyah has been mentioned. We've read in Hadith, like you, you mentioned before, Ihsan. You know, we've, these terms have been used. 
The word Sufi was never used. Tasawwuf was never used. Where, where's this term come about from? And and what is it? What just just in a nutshell, tell us without going into a speech and, and tangent. Tell hmm. us where where we're gonna. What is it? If if somebody, a young lad watching right now, who is interested in knowing who this man is, and what he stood for, and what his accomplishments and achievements were. What does he stand for? What is what what is what is the soul of what is spirituality? I think uh, you you mentioned some aspects of that uh, within your question, uh, which is uh, an advantage of having that knowledge when posing these questions. Uh, the term tazkiya is used in the Quran. Allah Almighty says, "Qad aflahman tazakka wa dhakar asma rabbihi fasalla." That successful is he who purifies himself and uh, purification is attained by uh, the dhikr of Allah Almighty uh, and by way of prayer. So ultimately being an adherent of the sharia leads to uh, spirituality. Uh, so the term in the Quran is tazkiya and as you mentioned what was it in the hadith sharif? Ihsan. Ihsan, yes. When uh, Jibreel alayhi salam uh, came and asked uh, uh, the three questions, or it was five in total, and the famous narration referred to as Hadith Jibreel, uh, and one of them questions was what? Akhbinni anil ihsan. That, O oh, Prophet of Allah, inform me what is ihsan. And the Prophet sallallahu responded by saying that you worship Allah Almighty as though you see Him. And if you can't see him, then know that he sees you. Uh, now, with these terms that were used in Quran and Sunnah, you're right. The term tasawwuf or uh, so, Sufism and spirituality weren't used. But like the case with a lot of the sciences that evolved after the time of the Prophet yep. uh, we have this evolution in this science and field of spirituality and tasawwuf as well. Okay. Uh, some Sahaba who embodied uh, the actual uh, concept of tasawwuf, uh, but there was no name for it. Like Data Sahab mentioned in the Kashful Mahjub, that in the time of the Sahaba, uh, there was hal, but there wasn't qal. Mm. Uh, meaning that there was a state there, but there wasn't really a term for it. Whereas today we have qal, but we don't have hal. <coughs> today we have qal, but we mm. don't have hal. Meaning we have a name for it, it's yeah. spirituality, it's tasawwuf, it's tazkiyah, so, it's so ihsan. When, but when we don't have ihsan, people who embody that state. That's fine. When we go to ihsan, you, you said ihsan now, hmm. that ah. Worship Allah as if you can see Him. If you cannot, then know that Allah Almighty sees you. Yaraka. So we're saying effectively that ihsan is God consciousness. To be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all times. In worship and outside. Is that that's effectively and simple. That's what it in is. In private, in public, uh, in the presence of people, to, behind to closed know, doors. Uh, at all times, as you mentioned, to be aware of Allah. And Almighty. to be conscious that Allah is watching me. Allah sees me. He knows what I do. He knows every move that I make. And, and having that is, in essence, mm. the... Al, al, probably one of the highest levels of a spiritual state. Yes. Like you said, hal means state. So the states within people. So what is your... So 
for example, if I bring you, brought you into the conversation, what's, what is your spiritual state? How, how would you how would you then term that? How would I think you then everybody Imam is on edge. The looks? <laughs> Everyone is on edge to find out what the answer state. is here. You know, we can say a physical state. A person can say, I'm physically feeling really mm. good. I'm weighing 12.5 stones. I'm, I'm benching 80 kgs. Mm. I'm weighing 15 and a half like Imam Adil. I'm, I'm eating loads. <laughs> Probably equivalent <laughs> next to him uh, is... Uh, I'll stick uh, to the 12 and a half stone eh? he mentioned. I'm not going to argue I with that. I was actually worried about <laughs> the, the state of the sofa today. We had two palwan in one place. Oh, we're chodri, alhamdulillah. No, no, it's a great experience. Oh, and there's no idea of the state. There's no idea of the state. So, we know physical state. We know mental state. We know financial state. You know, I'm mentally all over the place, but I'm rich. Like a lot of celebrities mm. would say. Yeah. Mentally, they're not there, mm. but they've got loads of money. Then you've got guys who's um, financially not there, mm. but mentally they, they, they're going strong. It's going good. Then you've got guys who um, are mentally there, financially there, but physically mm. they can't move. They're ill. What good is that money? What good is the mental state when physically you can't do nothing? Mm. And then you've got people whose spiritual state. Now, tell us, if somebody asked you, for example, what's I'm putting you on the spot here, mm. putting the light onto you as well, mm. that if, if somebody asked you, don't tell us your financial state, don't mm. tell us your physical state, don't mm. tell us your... But tell us what's your spiritual state? How, how would you explain that? I think... Now at this moment in my life, I'm probably the best to is the best time for me to answer this question Mashallah. because if you asked me this question maybe three or four weeks ago, it would have been very very different. But the point I'm at now, I can now tell the difference between having some sort of spiritual foundation where you can acknowledge that there is some sort of spirituality there, mm. and the difference between having it and not having it. Now. You mentioned all these different states that people have. There's the mental state they're in, the financial state they're in, the spiritual. I believe that the spiritual state is the core one. If, if you ask me directly, where do I think my spiritual state is at right now? In terms of Iman, in terms of belief in God, you know, there's, we can't see God. So when you explain to a child that something exists, but you will never be able to see it, they might not be able to kind of comprehend that, you know, those factors that something like this exists. But when you grow up and you're taught this in our households, you know, we're taught that there's a God that you will never see. It's still, you know, it's a very taboo thing. A lot of people won't be open about it. But people do question, is it really true? And they come to this point in their life where you don't believe it till you need God. And when you reach that spiritual state where you believe that there is a being that I can't see, but I'm reliant upon. That's when you can feel that you build on that spiritual state. You know, I'll be very, very open. My, in terms of spirituality, Alhamdulillah, you know, I've read Nats my whole life. My, you know, uh, family, everyone, I've sat with you guys. But, you know, on an individual basis, not everybody is that spiritual. Not everybody, you know, you could, it's, it's when you're by yourself that you know what your spiritual state is. You can't be, everybody can sit in the lads and, you know, and talk about God and talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when you're by yourself and you really think about Allah, that's where you know where your iman is and where your spiritual state really is. And where you stand. And where you stand, exactly. Like, so you're saying your, your spiritual state right now is so much better. So much because better. Because three, four weeks ago, you had an experience, you went mm. through a problem, a situation mm. where you had to find yep. your connection with Allah Jalla wa ala. Yep. When you found this connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's it's continued and now you're feeling so much better of course yeah. and and spiritually connected yeah but, but it's a state 
States don't last long. No, but what is you're, done is you're always in and out of them. It set me a reserve because what I went through, what I what was going through my head, the only thing that could fix that for me was my spiritual state. It wasn't good enough. I had to increase my iman. I had to make it stronger. But what that's done now is yes, Alhamdulillah. Whatever I went through, you know, it's all sorted. But I might move away from that. You know, I might move away from reading my namaz. I might move away from all these things. But I know, whereas I didn't before, that if I ever reach that low again, then that's the point that I need to reach back to. So it's about having that knowledge. It's knowing that that reserve is there. Yes, you might, you know, stray away from it. Your spirituality might take a hit. You know, your belief in God might. You might start lacking in some places. You might start questioning certain things. But when you reach ultimate peace through that thing. You know that no matter how much you move away from that to come back to peace, you need to strengthen that again. So what it's done for me in this, you know, last few weeks is it set me a reserve. Alhamdulillah, I'm on it. If I ever move away from it, no, I, I think reserve is the wrong word. What you're trying to say is probably set your benchmark. A benchmark, yes, your, yeah. It's your benchmark yeah. has been set where yeah. you think, okay, you know what, I'm in a good place now. Yeah. If it drops, I know what I need to do to get back to that good place. Mm. So, so that's understandable, but then. Obviously, bringing Imam Adil back into the, the conversation, we know you said that it's it's having that spiritual state, being in the state of spirituality. Just I want you to elaborate a bit more. So you mentioned a few names of Sahaba like Sayyiduna Abu Dhar al-Ghifari. Radiyallahu an. I was going to mention the right, names, okay. but now you're going to mention them. Yeah. But you, these are, these are pioneering or standout companions who, who, who were who excelled in this field and science. And essentially true embodiments of spirituality, which is what we're talking about today. So, But all the Sahaba were spiritual. Yeah. You yeah. know, we can't knock the spirituality of any companion. They were in the, in the, in the presence of the greatest guide, Sallallahu Alaihi wa Alaihi Wasallam. There's no greater guide than Nabi Alaihi Salatu Wasallam in the creation of Allah Jalla wa And to be in his presence, they were, they were taught by the best, mm. Sallallahu Alaihi wa Alaihi Wasallam. But then, you know, somebody might say, but it, it never, you know, they've evolved this and gave it terms and they've changed the names. How, how's that? Give, an, give us another example. Like a name comes to mind, Sina Abdullah bin Masood was excelled in, in the science of jurisprudence, mu'amalat mm. and ibadat. And, you know, Sayyiduna Abdullah bin Abbas was excelled in, in tafsir, yes. commentary of the Quran. How did that then take evolution? To then develop into sciences. Those ulama who came after them, be that in the time of the Tabi'un or Itbai Tabi'een, uh, they were then given the task of uh, formalizing and systemizing these great sciences, which may not have had their terms in the time of the Prophet, mm. but certainly they gained some sort of identity uh, after the time of the Prophet. So the sciences. Uh, such as uh, Sarf and mm. Nahav and Balagha uh, and all these uh, Falsafa, for example. Uh, then we have uh, Mantiq uh, and similarly uh, sciences uh, in relation to Ilmul uh, Kalam, Aqeedah. These sciences developed uh, after the time and the period of the Sahaba. Ikram. Remember, their uh, primary aim was to spread Islam, mm. uh, the great battles that they took place. Uh, or took part in, should I say, uh, in in the ten years of the life of the Prophet ﷺ in Al Madinatul Manawwara, and then after 
نبی اسلام اسلام دور و زمانہ دور خلافت اور سید ابو بکر عمر فاروق رضی اللہ تعالیٰ عنہ ہاؤ دے ریچڈ ایز فار ایز ماڈرن ڈے ایز اے بے جان سو دے پرائیورٹیز ور ڈفرنٹ ٹو ہاؤ دا پرائیورٹیز آف دا جنریشن دیٹ کیم آفٹر دیم ور بٹ لائک وی مینشن لائک سیدنا ابو ذر الغفاری اینڈ حضرت شعیب رومی اینڈ حضرت ابو حریرا رضی اللہ تعالیٰ عنہ مینی ادر جلیل قدر صحابہ کرام آل آف دیم ان ریالٹی all of them uh, practiced and embodied and epitomized what we would today refer to as a Sufi mm. um, because they uh, actually lived and breathed uh, tasawwuf from the Prophet sallallahu like you uh, alluded to and the Nabi sallallahu was the ultimate uh, murshid and the ultimate guide uh, and Nabi sallallahu gave them the blueprint of how to live their lives not just two dimensional like we mm. uh, uh, now who uh, we have people and we're going to come to this later deniers of the sawwuf who sabashi namaz paro allah allah karo that's it and make our religion black and white two dimensional uh, when in reality in light of the hadith we alluded to earlier it's not two dimensional but it's three dimensional uh, iman islam and ihsan which is the term that is used Uh, and uh, sometimes what we find is that uh, uh, in the discussions uh, uh, of how the sahabai karam were in their lives time uh, it becomes difficult to uh, actually uh, accept that or get our minds around that because we're using what's around us today mm. uh, as a means comparison. of comparison and that really can't do justice to it mm. uh, that's what the issue is in in regards to this so so we see that the first Let's say the Prophet Salam's life, 10 Hijri, and then from, from there onwards, the 30 years of the Khilafat, mm. up to, let's say the first 50 years after the Prophet Salam left this world, it was, a lot of the time was spent in establishing and strengthening the foundations of Islam and entering into new territories. And, and it, was, it was these campaigns that took place. Mm. Yarmouk, Yamama, you know, the, the first navy of the Muslim that went across the sea towards Istanbul, Constantinia, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So, so that was what it was, it was, you know, that's what was effectively the companions and those after them spend their time upon. And then after that, we see the emergence of big, big imams like Al-Imam Al-Azam Abu Hanifa, hmm. Imam Udar Al-Hijra, Malik ibn Anas, Sayyiduna Imam Nasir al-Hadith, Muhammad ibn Idris al-Shafi'i, and the Imam of the Ahlul Sunnah, Ahmad ibn Hanbal, mm. and all those in between, Sufyan al-Thawri, Sufyan ibn Uyayna, Abdullah ibn Mubarak, Imam al-A'mash, Suleiman al-A'mash, mm. Imam Laysa al-Samarqandi, Sa'id ibn Musayyab, Sa'id ibn al-Musayyab, Hassan al-Basri, you know, all these great, men scholars you know the direct students of companions these mm. guys were these these men were the ones who then established and focused mm. their attention not on the battlefield not on conquering not on uh, um, you know taking over land mm. rather islam has been established in iraq now we see the emergence of that actually brings me to the point where yeah. uh, and you've alluded to this many a times i, I remember one of the 
um, speeches you delivered, I was there by chance um, many years ago to the police force in Bedfordshire uh, that you delivered the beyond on jihad. Uh, and the word jihad comes from the word juhud, which means to struggle and strive. Uh, and uh, we know that jihad is of how many types? Uh, two I, types. I wasn't at that speech. Oh, sorry, I, thought you might <laughs> I wasn't at that speech. Uh, the two types. Uh, two types. So you have al-jihadul akbar and al-jihadul asghar. So even within the ta'limat of Nabi Islam, this concept and tarbiyat of uh, tasawwuf and spirituality was being done uh, when the Sahaba returned from the military mm. expedition. Uh, and Nabi Islam said that you've returned from the lesser jihad to the greater jihad. Mm. Uh, and the Sahaba were mind baffled by this. And uh, Ya Rasulullah, how can it be the case that you're saying that we've returned from the lesser jihad to the greater jihad? And, and Nabi Islam said to them that Al Mujahidu Manjahada Nafsahu fi ta'atillah. That a true warrior is the one who struggles and strives mm. against his own nafs and makes it subservient to the will of Allah Almighty obedience, uh, yeah. and in the obedience of Allah Almighty Jalla wa'ala. Uh, so uh, this concept we see within the ta'limat of Nabi Salatu Islam. so it's not just the terms that we mentioned at the beginning of the discussion tazkiyah or ihsan uh, but we see within the ta'limat because you were touching upon uh, military expeditions so within the teachings of Nabi Salatu Islam, we see this uh, being done uh, so the so nature of the companions and and not only just nature the companions but they they theoretically and practically shown the companions that this tradition evolved then. We're saying that the tradition of spirituality, hmm. which wasn't termed as tasawwuf, means spirituality. Hmm. Simple. In simple, the word tasawwuf means spirituality. But this word didn't exist then, but the, the, the concept of this, the foundations of this are found within the Quran and Sunnah. Hmm. You know, like the case so you will purify he will purify them yes so the prophet one of his jobs mission mission one of the the jobs that allah almighty gave him was the mission that he gave him was not only are you going to teach him the book that i'm going to reveal upon you and the mm. wisdom which you which you so well have been given by Allah Jalla wa'ala, by myself, mm. Allah Almighty is telling Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam that you're going, to, you're going to purify them. You're going to purify their hearts, their eyes. You're going to cleanse them. It's mm. cleansing, spiritual cleansing. So we understand that. And then, like you said, Jihadul Akbar, Jihadul Askar, and it continues. And we see the likes of these great Imams. So who came so Imam Abu Hanifa Shafi Malik Ahmad bin Hanbal we know that these are the four great Imams of jurisprudence the schools of thought but that does not negate the fact that they were also Imams of Tasawwuf they were also Imams of uh, Aqidah and Aqaid they were also Imams uh, of, of Sarf and Nahav and Ahadith you know that's often a, 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 an objection laid against Imam Abu Hanifa that he didn't do much work in the field of Hadith Sharif but he did uh, he had his own uh, yani, uh, collection of Ahadith Mubarakah, yani the Musnad of Imam Abu Hanifa, uh, which very few people know about. So it's wrong to say that if, if somebody excelled in the field of fiqh, mm. uh, that they can't then also uh, excel in the field of tasawwuf or Spirituality. the uh, field of aqaid or any other aspect or dimension of the deen like uh, And I think that's a very good point because when you, when you study the life of Imam Abu Hanifa, though it's today it's not about Imam Abu Hanifa, we'll do... We'll dedicate a podcast to the great Imam mm. in one in this Muslim Reviver series. You know, when you look at Imam Abu Hanifa and his spirituality, an example of his spirituality was, and this is a known, mm. known 
uh, fact about and very re- from very reliable sources mm. that for 40 years, 40 years, Imam Abu Hanifa had the same wudu from Isha till Fajr. From Isha namaz mm. till Fajr for 40 years he had the same wudu. Meaning he did not sleep at night. Mm. If you go to sleep for a moment, yeah, 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 your wudu yeah. breaks. Yes. And he didn't sleep at night for 40 years. So what did he do at night for 40 years? People were at home sleeping. Mm. He, he taught during the day. Right? And then what did he do then? So he spent the nights in the worship of Allah subhanahu mm. ta'ala. This tells you his spiritual state, the level mm. of his spirituality. So if, if somebody asked you, what's your level of spirituality? And you say, I read my tahajjud. Mm. I'm sahibu. Qiyamil Layl, I read Tahajjud Salah. That's a very high spiritual state. That mm-hmm. person must be very spiritual. If you can stay awake up at night mm. when the rest of us are asleep and you can uh, connect but, with but Allah. That's one, uh, that's one part which uh, I think uh, because of the day and age that we live in, uh, and this is not knocking Imam Sab on his point, uh, and we're in the social media era, we, we have to reveal what we do mm. in order to show our spirituality. Of course, yeah. Whereas the men of the early period, early to. Islam, what, the, 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 where we've started the conversation, Sahaba Ikram, Tabi'een, Itbai Tabi'een, uh, they didn't have to reveal their state of spirituality. Uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, they would stand and pray all night and uh, there was a young child, one of their neighbors, mm. a child who would see them praying. Mm. And one night he wasn't, and he thought it was a tree. Such was their level of concentration mm. and focus. And correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and essentially one night he wasn't there. And it was the father of the child who said that he's left the dunya. You know, so they didn't have to tell people mm. about their spirituality. Today we have to post it on Instagram. Yeah. Or the one that I use often in my uh, speeches. I know I'm not on a uh, speech mode today. But uh, people take a snap. Mm. And they'll put it up on their snapchat of them being in the masjid. And then they write the caption. Uh, Rug life, not tug life. Uh, I've never seen that. I've one. never heard that. I've one. never. So seen you've heard it now. You've heard. I've, I've, I've actually originated that so one. But this Juma you'll be seeing that on Well, we're back. We're back on. Alhamdulillah. On yeah, Juma's are back yeah, on, yeah, guys. Yeah, we're back on duty from this. Uh, the, uh, this lockdown for Malvis have we been a bit redundant to be honest. Na koi nika, na koi khatam shreev, na koi janaza. Pockets are a bit. Janaza uh, <laughs> 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 pockets are always full. Alhamdulillah. Kon deta hai dene ko, mucha hi hai dene wala hai sacha. Well, Nabi, uh, let me just put a disclaimer. We're not talking about Imam Adil here. Uh, uh, you know, if anyone assumes he did use the word redundant, uh, yeah, but it really, has financial connotation to the really word redundant. I was talking <laughs> in the general just let him know he's been on furlough, innit? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, in, 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 uh, in many cases, you know, Baral, uh, very good point about rug life and thug life. You know, it's not about so the rug we have life. To, we, have to show, we have to show our spirituality. And again, you know, we, we can't make them comparisons. Of uh, people of spirituality and claimants of the Sawaf of today who will pull the wool over the eyes of the, uh, the masses uh, with the, the greats of the past. Uh, you know, you can't make them comparisons. It's virtually I impossible. Think it, I think absolutely. And I tell you what, I'm going to bring it back to football because you, you actually, <laughs> you, you, summed, you, summed it, you summed the discussion quite well. You've actually, if you was to flip this to the end of the discussion, mm. this, this point now that I'd mentioned and Imam Adas just mentioned, I'm just going to simplify it even more. You, if you was to look at today's great Maulanas and Sheikhs, can you compare them to the ones in the past? You can't. You can't. You can't measure the level of today's mm. to to that that level. You know, today, 
I don't want to go on a tangent say calendar dawran and ghusl waran you know they give all, all these, these titles Al-Kabat, huh? you know we give huge titles to our <laughs> our our, our mm. peer sahabs and our sheikhs and our imams oh he's the great imam of our time no doubt mm. of our time he's probably the great one but when you put that in comparison to habib al-ajami mm. or hasan al-basri or bishr ibn al-harith al-hafi or imam al-junaid mm. Junaid ibn Muhammad mm. or Sadi al-Sakati or Ma'roof al-Karhi or, or these guys man ah. there ain't no comparison G. there ju- ain't no comparison ju- 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 to Al-Imam Al-Azam Abu Hanifa or Ghazali just or from these guys. a local opinion kind of thing isn't it do you not have to kind of define greatness based on the era that you're in so at the times that you to the, towards the personality in comparison that, to them yeah See, the, be, the standards be, were yeah, bigger. Yeah, but now, just for somebody to stick to their namaz, or as you said, read tahajjud and be at that level, for this era, that in itself is great. Mm-hmm. That's a karamat in itself. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, no, I totally in agree. That, in that door, that would have been the, the, norm. The, the norm and the standard. But in the times you're living in now, that, that is the great. So the thing about, yes, of course, they don't compare, but we've got to remember that the times are different. Greatness mm. then was different to what greatness is now. True. Absolutely, and 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 where I mentioned football, you know, mm. you you we can say today they awesome footballers, but then the likes of Maradona and Pele, in their time, they were the best footballers. So, so it's it's very hard to draw comparisons mm. between great spiritual sages, mm. or to draw comparisons of today to the past. And the Prophet Ali Salatu Salam told us that the the further away you will go from my time. The, the worse the state of people will become. And, and to find people of a good spiritual state today mm. is a sign of, of that person's greatness. And people are asking in the comments, I think, about how do you measure if this man was great or not. And, and just, just, just drop some names, Imam Adil. I've mentioned a few of, of, of the greats mm. up until the time of the greatest of his time. Mm. Dawud al-Ta'i, a student of Imam Abu Hanifa, uh, similarly, Abu Bakr al-Shibli, Maruf al-Karhi, who you mentioned, Abu Bakr uh, Ibrahim bin Adham, uh, like this, Dhunnun uh, al-Misri, radiyallahu ta'ala anhum, all of these are great Sufiya, Gnostics, mm. uh, from amongst, and the saintly men from amongst their eras and their times. So, so did, did they spend their time in, in the science of hadith and fiqh and, and these things? Or? It goes without saying. But what, what, what did they focus more on? One cannot attain tasawwuf and spirituality and the rank of a Sufi without first being versed in the Sharia. This is something that we fit in again in our day and age. And I know Chodisab might rein us in on this one again, but we 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 assume uh, that there are two different discussions. That a Sufi is Sufi, the one who sits and does uh, dhikr all day and reads his five daily prayer, and he might be Sahib Tahajjud, and an Alim is an Alim. Uh, but the reality is uh, that one cannot attain mm. spirituality mm. Uh, without being first an adherent of Sharia. Yes, yeah, that famous story of Hazrat Junaid Baghdadi from uh, from the uh, early period comes to mind. An individual heard that he would uh, fly in the sky and walk on water. Mm. Uh, so yeah, he were kramas in the karamat, and no doubt he did. But when he came to Baghdad and sat in his company for a few days, he didn't see any of that. He wanted to become his murid. He didn't see any of He'd that. He'd heard uh, mm. that Imam Junaid can walk on water and he can fly in the air. And he's coming with expectations. Like today, people hear this guy has cured so and so. These things are happening. And 
we're going into that gathering expecting he's going to cure me now yeah, but i'm going to all of a sudden become when they sat in their company for a few days they mm. saw uh, none of the things that they had heard mm. about no flying in the sky no walking on water mm. and as he's about to walk away Hazrat Junaid al-Baghdadi called them and said that during this time did you see me contradict any of the verses of the Quran mm. and they said no and they said that did you see me contradict uh, any of the ta'limat and the teachings and the ahadith and mubarak of Rasul Akram or leave out any of the sunnahs of Nabi Islam and they said no and they said this is my greatest miracle uh, mm. so this is something which is consistent in every generation which, that which those, generation was this? Uh, this, no. is this is the generation this is, this, is, this is a generation Vas, just, just a point for yourself mm. and others that are watching mm. this is a generation where there's no dispute Khairun Nasi Qarni Khairun Nasi Bukhari Sharif word as well Khairun Nasi Qarni Thumma Alladheena Yalunahum Thumma Alladheena Yalunahum The best of people of my generation First generation Sahaba Then the generation after me The generation of the Tabi'een And then the generation after them Third generation Itba'i Tabi'een Yes and these are the generations These names that we mentioned Junaid Baghdadi and Zunnus The detractors Those who are opponents And against The Tasawwuf They have even acknowledged The greatness of these men They said if you want to do Tasawwuf If you want to be spiritual Then go back to this generation Don't do anything else so there's no dispute in what we're mentioning the, the here. The reason why I'm asking what generation it was because I wanted to know the difference in generations in terms of how they defined somebody who's who's uh, uh, you know a, a Sufi, somebody who's a trustable source. And I was gonna make the point uh, before Imam Sab started the uh, what they were saying was we today have made it our kind of standard. That the only one who's true is the one that can show us something physically. Hmm. The one who walks on water. That's why I asked the generation because that was a, obviously in comparison to today a very long time ago. Today, more than ever, the karamat is being understood. Yeah. Any piece of stories. I tell you straight, we, we, we're storytellers. Yeah. You know, and Imam Ghazali, what did he say? If if I'm not mistaken, even Abu Faraj Muhammadis Ibn Al Jauzi and others, what did they say in regards that whoever claims to walk on water, then he's a devil? Data Sab write the same in Kashmir. Why why did they write that? These this level of walking and karamat, we shouldn't be demanding, expecting that. This is why I'm saying that the 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 theme that remains consistent in every generation, whether it's the first three that we just alluded to. Over this our time now is that they must be steadfast upon Quran and Sunnah. Yeah, that is number one. And then number two is that they've got to have ilm. As the Khaja said, Nizamuddin Aulia, Mahbube Ilahi, who's Yomi Ursin, is in a few days, 17th of Rabiul Akhir, if I'm not mistaken. And by chance, tomorrow is the Yomi Visal of Imam Ghazali. Bihamdillah Ta'ala, 14th. 14th of Rabiul Akhir, tomorrow daytime will be the Yawmi Visal, the day of the passing of Imam Abu Hamid al-Ghazali, Hujjatul Islam, Mujaddid of his Dolo Zamana, passed away in the year 505 AH if I'm not mistaken. And you know, an individual who was basically in the middle of the Muta'akhireen and the Muta'qaddimeen. He's somebody in the middle of that. And he had to deal with 
a lot of these false claimants of the Sawwuf in his time, mm -hmm. and he wrote the famous Ihya Ulumiddin, uh, the revival of religious sciences and other great books on the Sawwuf and spirituality to give it that systemized approach and to make it a clear uh, who is wrong and who is right. Mm. Uh, so Imam Ghazali played a huge part in the development of the Sawwuf right in the middle uh, of the Muta'akhirina Muta'akhirina period. But as I was about to say, so what remains consistent in all generations mm. And the benchmark that we should, not the stories that we hear, mm. uh, but the benchmark that we should re, uh, uphold and adhere to is number one, they are adherents of Quran and Sunnah. Number two, they have knowledge. They had 700 khulafa and they wouldn't give khilafat to anyone. Ajkal Isra khilafat, then Isra Arabia, Bandane. Khulafat means deputies. Yes. These are the excellent ones from amongst the disciples, the ones that have been chosen. Isra khilafat, then Isra Arabia, Bandane. Khilafat is. Laugh, was. This is a joke we meant to laugh here. No, no, I've already laughed. No, no, he's in serious mode today. He's here to learn, mashallah. I'm actually surprised he hasn't bought his notebook and pen. No, his afzah is very good. Acha? Everyone's heard Amir Khusro, they get Kalam in Kawali, so on and so forth. And one of them was the one who they say found Kawali as well. Sirajuddin Uthman Nizami Rahmatullah, who was Sahib Hidayatu Nahav. They were also one of the Murids. They wanted to give them Khilafat. But they hadn't completed their studies of Dars Nizami. Hazrat Fakhruddin Zarradi Rahmatullahi Ta'ala who was a senior Khalifa of Mahbub Ilahi, they said, Give me him for six months. I'll take him under my wing for six months. I'll teach him what he needs to learn, and then you can test him. If he meets your criteria, you give him Khilafat. Chaymin Ibad Ain, and they took the exam. Hazrat Sirajuddin Uthman Nizami Rahmatullah Sahib Hidayatun I have a book that we study in the second or third year of Dars Nizami they took the exam they were impressed they were happy and then they gave Khilafat meaning that knowledge is the benchmark of, mm. of the Sawwuf so what about this you know this there's this cultural thing now obviously we're all Pakistani the Pakistanu Mashallah there's a lot of peers there's a lot of Darbars this saying that we hear that Sare Peer Sahib Ilmi Peer Niyan Amli Peer and it gets rid of that thing that when you ask to Tushan Peer Niyan Amli Peer yeah. What do they, you know, where do we take teachings from them? Where can we learn something? So, and am I right in saying that there is such a thing as just Amli Peer? Who, who want well, based on what Imam Adil just said now, mm. and, and he's not, this is not his view, bearing in mind what, what Imam Adil or myself are mentioning here, this is, this is what we've read, this is what we've studied, this is what we've learned, this is what the aqwal of our Salaf and Aslaf were. Mm. And, and when you take that into account, you know, a person can say, yeah, I practically embody Islam, mm. you know, um, and, and that's it. You know, and the, well, the argument is, well, if you're practically strong in your deen, then that practice has come from sound, grounded knowledge. Mm. Mm. Do you understand? But today we all, we expect that, you know, so-and-so guide or so-and-so, you know, sheikh, he's Peace big up. because... Because of how many murids he's got. Mm. Or because of how many murids his grandfather had. Mm. The, like he said, the benchmark ain't that. The benchmark is, knowledge is the first step. That you are proficient mm. and sound in your seeking of knowledge. And Imam Malik said that. Man tafakkaha wa lam yatasawwaf mm. faqad tafassak. Mm. 
and then he also said the one whom has studied mm. but has no spirituality that individual is misguided mm. the one who has spirituality mm. the one who has spiritual woman tasawwafa wa lam yatafakkah faqad tazandak whoever is spiritual but has no knowledge that individual is deviant he's heretical he said the one who has man tasawwafa wa yatafakkaha the one who's studied and has spirituality faqad tahakkak that individual has made it he is the one on the right path he's on the path of guidance you know just on w- so you yeah, need to have mm. knowledge you know and without knowledge yeah you know marepi sabre amli and maghrib time he ain't even getting up to pray salah aaj kal bada trend hai amongst uh, sub in uh, subcontinent indian continent uh, uh, peace sabs uh, ja baithein baithein dina vich tanen ji asa panne namaz madina vich I'm sorry if I'm mincing some of my words. Mickey, no, no, no. I just understood that you were talking about it. Amli says, man, if I was to give a practical example, DVLA, DVLA will not give you a driving license until you've done theory and practical. Absolutely. So your theory is knowledge, sitting with the uh, ulama at their feet. Today's knowledge is not that sit at the screen and uh, study from the University of Google. Huh? The Maulana, Facebook, the Sheikh, mm. Twitter. I know Imam Sir told me not to go into speech more, but Dorane bayan thora mutakhiren, bakhiren, Dorane bayan bayan ho jata. Ah, oh, to fir ek inevitable na. Oh, Maulvi Sahab ki mic diyo na. They call it microphoneism. Ah, wasn't it bamaari? We go into natural mode. So, knowledge is theory, and then amal, as you were saying, that is practical. So once you have theory and practical, then DVLA will give you driving license. Yeah, so if you don't have, huh? how many years did they say that it took them to uh, understand and memorize Surah mm. Al-Baqarah? Mm. Memorizing one thing, understanding. They go, we didn't move ten years. We were on Baqarah, mm. meaning just to understand and implement that. You know, we need to when we've studied something, we need to implement that. Mm. The implementation of knowledge is key. Mm. You know like he said you know you can't get an, a license you're not licensed until you've put it into practice dauta he studied for how many years and then he goes they go why you not why you not going to make your school you studied with the best teacher mm-hmm. imam azam abu hanifa he says no because i prefer the saintly life i prefer the simple life so he he spent his entire ent- rest of his life acting upon what he learned mm-hmm. you see there's there's two three types of land mm-hmm. there's a land which you irrigate and that land gives bears no fruit mm. irrigation here means to learn studies but he doesn't act upon it that land is futile it doesn't give no fruit then there's another piece of land mm. where you irrigate you water the crops grow it starts and but nobody takes the fruit but that land benefits from the fruit mm. that's a person who studies and only benefits himself mm. Then there's a piece of land which you irrigate, you give water, you give everything. It starts to give fruit, and others come and benefit from the fruit. That's the example of that person who studied, and then mm. gives out that knowledge. See, I'm a look. Knowledge is the first step. Yeah, ilm being the first step. Now, ilm is what you know as an individual, and amal is what other people can see. Yeah. Now my question is, 
that if I'm looking for a sheikh or say for example somebody wants to differentiate between who is really good and who is you know on their own vibe because amal is all we can see what ilm somebody else has got what knowledge you have got I cannot physically see on you open till you speak so my question is that the person who's got the ilm but then they decide that the amal side of it is going to be to themselves like you mentioned the crops they're not going to give out to the community where's that person standing is it something that once they've got that knowledge part of the amal needs to be that they then give it out But the whole, the whole, uh, the whole purpose of seeking knowledge and mm. the whole purpose of spirituality is that you don't show people what you do. No, but you can teach them Bishar what you Hafi, learn. Bishr Hafi, Rahmatullahi was he said beautifully, didn't he? Mm. We're talking about the the first three generations here, mm. the Salaf Salihin. Ah, what did he say? Bishr Hide Hafi, your good deeds. Name we didn't take, Mashallah. Now Mashallah. Oh no, I took his name. Oh, you did you? You weren't so. listening, my mother. Oh. I did take. Him. How can I, me of all the people, miss the name of? Sayyiduna Bishr on that. Wow. The man who, you know, so he was... He took the name again. Alhamdulillah, Iman Taza Oeg, yeah. You know, this one uh-huh. guy, man, you don't know, bro, how great he was. Just level of this guy. Mm. You know, his his story is just his story is life changing. You would have changing. heard their story. The one in the state of drunkenness, saw a piece of paper, picked it up. Ah, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Famous yes, story. Yes, yes, And yes. then Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal would sit in their gatherings. Aye, On the mountains of knowledge, like Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal sitting at the feet mm. of Sayyiduna Bishr. And then you know that that man has something in him, yes, and he's an embodiment of the soul mm. and spirituality. And, and what did he say? He said, "Hide your good deeds, just as you would hide your bad deeds." Mm. But that's a level of mm. sincerity and action that you it's, know it's, how it's, you hide it's, your bad deeds. It's not understandable show. in today's door. In today's door, you wouldn't. You know, social media yeah, you, know, you, you know, today it's more of value show more. To, to show that you're a Sufi rather than be a Sufi. Yeah. You know, um, it's all is mutasawwif. Uh, one thing it? I want to throw in here, mustaswif. Uh, one thing I want to throw in here that a true Sufi will not tolerate any form of insult against the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Yet that the sawwifini that you sit, uh, you stay in your astana, you stay in your uh, darbar, you stay in your uh, kamra, uh, mm. like uh, Amirul Mujahideen would often say. موسیقی موسیقی Did he, he remain because Dora Khilafat he was Amirul Mu'minin, Khalifatul Rasul. He led. Did he remain? Did he remain silent? Did he not dispatch an army? Did he? Did they not fight against Musaylim and Kazab? So the reality is what that a Sufi can only be a Sufi when he upholds the honor of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم. That's one one aspect. Or second, all of us are. 
all of them upon aqidah ahli sunnati wal jamaah that's, mm. that's, that's said, very important you said that what is the criteria of looking for a pizza ala hazrat mentioning the fatawa afriqiya if i'm pronouncing that correctly one of the fatawas uh, that baqaida one of the four conditions of mm. a murshid kamil peer kamil is that they have sahih aqidah mm. yes yani the aqidah is aqidah ahli sunnati wal jamaah Ajkal Peer, Pirement Ahneji, trying to uh, do, uh, yani, uh, prove the Iman of Sayyidina Abu Talib, Janabi Abu Talib. Mm. Others who are saying that Sayyidina Ali is greater than Sayyidina Abu Bakr or Sayyidina Fatima, uh, uh, without Batore Ishara, Sayyidina Fatima is greater. Uh, say the Fatima mm. is greater than the whole of Kainat, including the rest of the Anbiya, Mursaleen after the Prophet. Again, without um, going into detail of who mm. said what and when did they mm. say it. So this is, yani you stick to the status quo. You stick to the uh, ijma of mm. the Ahli Sunnati wal Jama'at. Mm. You know the an asal aqidah, you'll find that the a constitution. Ah. There's a constitution. Mm. Big organizations, everything. This, this Jama'at, mm. the Ahli Sunnah, which is the correct interpretation of Islam, it has a constitution by which we all have to uphold and follow. Mm. If you go against that constitution, then there's a problem. And if views and verdicts, there can be opinions. Mm. But those opinions are just secondary or just their opinion of an imam mm. or, an, or select imams. But it's not the constitution. It's not the principle. It's not the law within that constitution. Mm. So a man who you take as a guide mm. to guide you in your matters and affairs mm. has to be a man who follows the Sunni constitution. Mm. Who acts upon what he knows. Mm. He does amal upon his ilm. Mm. Is a sahibul ilm. Mm. So he's not a fasik. He's not mm. somebody who, who doesn't practice what he preaches. Mm. Is somebody who is a musalsal chain no, hand no, that's, in hand. That's, that's the fourth one. The, the third one. What did I just mention now? Knowledge. Knowledge. He has to be grounded with sound knowledge. Mm. Sound belief. Action upon belief. Not... Uh, 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 somebody who's uh, who's openly sinning and doing sins, mm. and an individual whom whose chain goes back to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam without any link missing, which we will come into the discussion mm. of uh, shajara and uh, silsilas and and chains and yeah. stuff. Just before we move forward, I want to pick up on a point that Imams have mentioned uh, in Allah regards khair. to. No, I'm not debating anything. I just Me, b- 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 fu- I want a bit more further knowledge on it. On, we mentioned door and age and the way things work in our era. On you mentioned Sayyidina Sadiqa uh, uh, Akbar when in their door, when there was an insult towards the Prophet wasallam, that their actions and you know how can somebody be a man of the sawwaf and be a Sufi that when it comes to these kind of things, mm-hmm. we've already acknowledged that the definition of what is great changes with time. My question is that the action then taken when something like this happens, can that not be different compared to what we could do to defend in those times and what we can do now to defend. But we, we, this is a consistent theme in our discussions. We can't make them comparisons with the, the first two, three, four. Gen- that was an example. No, no, but yeah, yeah, that's what that I'm was saying. an example yeah. to support what mm. I'm saying. Mm. If somebody says that uh, a Sufi, you're saying a Sufi is uh, that individual who does not accept any insult uh, mm. against the Prophet Wasallam or the Sahaba or Ali Rasul, Ahlul Bayt Yathar and Awliya Kamilin. That was just an example, a dalil to support the da'wah. Okay. Yes, 
When the prisoners of war were captive mm. in the, after the Battle of Badr, there were two opinions. One was, execute them. Mm. For these are the enemies of Islam mm. and these are individuals who, in reality, have no, no, no good in them for us. Mm. We've given them chances, they've turned up, they should be executed, the prisoners Numerous of war. Narrations. And the second, second approach mm. was of whom? Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu anhu look why don't we do this why don't we ask them to free themselves by teaching our children the arabic language mm. and strengthening them in the arabic language both were valid approaches but different times dictate different approaches that was when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam were physically amongst the sahaba karam uh, it was just after the battle of badr badr sharif and and that suggestion was made Uh, but that very same Sayyiduna Abu Bakr al-Siddiq Afdalul Bashar Ba'dal Anbiya Bit-Tahqiq Yari Ghar, Yari Mazar Ba'qaida, they made uh, No, the Qaida was what? As soon as they became Khalifa The Qaida was That whoever fought in the Battle of Badr uh, Will not have to fight during my Dore Khilafat But when it came to Maslai Aqidah Khatme Nabuwat Defending the honor of the finality of the Prophethood of Rasulullah They made a U-turn on that Imam Adil-Sahab, they had to This is the truth is so Abu, if they, no no if they didn't do that mm. if they didn't stand for that issue stand up for that issue and defend that issue then what was the bam precedence it happened it occurred so early that they had to stamp it out from mm. the beginning as soon as nabi alayhi salatu wasalam passes away set, set two people aswad yeah. al-ansi and musaylma claim prophethood mm. people have done that they've apostatized and they've, they've left islam or the messenger of allah has gone we're not muslim no more this is what they believe this is what happened in the Historically, what happened mm. in the early, early, early days of Islam after Nabi Ali Salaam's departure? Question now, fast forward to 1400 years ago. How would you approach that now? It's a matter of approach. Some would, mm. would, some would go down the more staunch and stricter view. Others would say, look, we've got to be diplomatic here. Yeah. Without getting into this discussion of which approach is right, with it, mm. would that approach suit this Dora Zamana? My point was what? That the greatest Sufi of all time after. Mm. Uh, yani in the Ummah of Rasulullah is Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq. And we have this evidence mm. uh, to support that when it came to defending the honor of Rasulullah which is a primary condition of being a Sufi. I'm saying that a person, if you, if you go into that uh, discussion, peace Sayyid Mehr Ali Shah Sahib, Tajdari Golra Sharif, Shen Shai Vilayat, there's no doubt in that, yes. Mm. Uh, but when it came to debating uh, the clown of Qadiyan, mm. They didn't have to take an AK-47 or take that approach. That's my point. This But that's what I'm saying. Different eras demand different approaches. Mm. My point was what? That when it comes in order to, the, to be. In order to be a true Sufi. We said knowledge. Mm. We said amal. Mm. Uh, we said adhering to Quran and Sunnah. I've thrown it in there to make it clear to people. Mm. 
because this is something which is uh, prevalent in, in recent times. We've seen it in Mulke Pakistan with what's going on with the caricatures uh, that the French government have mm. endorsed and supported. What I'm trying to say is a true Sufi. The bare minimum. The bare minimum. Words out. The bare minimum, at least. Uh, maybe you, you, maybe you can't, can't do a munazra. Maybe you can't go out and fight against the, uh, the, the enemy. The bare minimum is that put a statement up on Facebook. Yeah. The bare minimum you is that make your, it known that this uh, has hurt you. Kya, this has offended you. Milad Sharif, if you're not going to defend the honor of Rasulullah Sallallahu if you're not going to defend the honor of Rasulullah Sallallahu that's what I'm saying. This is a fundamental uh, tenet of our our deen. Mm. In order to be a Muslim, every if you're a true Muslim, leave the show of to one side even. Even a true Muslim, mm. you will be, you will feel the pain. It's the bare minimum to feel that pain. To feel that pain. Mm. We know that it's not going to affect Rasulullah because Nabi is above all of this. Mm. These are the thoughts of the, the minds of these people. It's Nabi a test for us. But it's mm. our. That what, on the day of judgment, what, what face shall we, so, what face shall we show, show mm. to the Prophet when if this situation arose in our time, mm. we've not gone down certain routes, but what we have done was we was vocal. Ya Rasulullah, we did not accept and tolerate. Our tolerance level mm. was for you on this matter. And we will not even accept. And as a Muslim, we're doing ourselves a favor by putting ourselves in the position that when that day comes, we can say we stood up. We said what we could say. Me, yes, we couldn't. And, and, and we let the world know we point, were offended. You know, Mulana Hafiz Khadim Hussain Rizvi Sahib, mm. uh, Rahmatullah Alayhi, he, he actually excelled everyone. Yeah. 100%. He actually, he was at the other end of the spectrum of showing you, this is why you can't fault him. That's why people are telling you to, mm. but everyone yeah. can do that though. Yeah. That you don't fear anything or anyone, mm. nor do you grieve anything or any, uh, the loss of anyone. So this is what we're trying to say, uh, that a, a true Sufi mm. in every era mm. has knowledge, is grounded in the ta'limat of Quran and Sunnah, and is an individual who upholds the honor of the Prophet Sallallahu does mm. not accept any form of insult mm. uh, against the Prophet Sallallahu and embody um, and embodying uh, this uh, the true teachings of the Sawaf, uh, this is uh, what we're trying to uh, get across to our Nazreen wa Sami'in, our brothers and right, sisters so, who are so watching and listening. Moving, moving the conversation on that, we, we've, we, we've touched on the Sawaf spirituality. I mean, this is a topic that we can talk all night on. Mm. Moving on, we've looked at some of the great sages, some of the great Sufiya from the early generations, the first three generations, the Salaf Salihin. Mm. Then we come to the, you know, the first 200 years involved, involved fiqh and the establishment of hadith from 200 to 300, 300 to 400 Ilmul Kalam, mm. Imam Al-Bayhaqi, the likes of uh, Sayyiduna Imam Abu Mansur Al-Maturidi, Sayyiduna Abu Hassan Al-Ashari, these great imams came. Then we see that after the four, 400 years, we've started, scholars have emerged mm. in this, what I would believe like a great generation, a golden generation, where Islam is now established. You know, the empires are, are, are across the world. The Muslim empires are stemmed across the world. And, you know, Baghdad is vibrant. It's mm. now become the capital the Muslim center. capital of the the center of the Muslim world mm. is Baghdad. All great scholars are studying there. All great scholars are visiting there, traveling there. You know, it, the 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 fuse and barakat of Baghdad Sharif 
go all the way back to the likes of Abdullah bin Mas'ud and Umar bin Al-Khattab radiyallahu anhum. Mm. Why? Because they, they, they focused. You know, Iraq became quite a central focal point within Muslim history there. You know, the libraries in Iraq, the libraries in Baghdad mm. especially. And we find that in the year 450, Sayyiduna Imam Ghazali rahmatullahi was oh. born. Ah. Um, we will do a, you know, a dedicated podcast to Imam Ghazali, Hujjatul Islam. And we know that 10 years after or 20 years after, 470 Hijri, Sayyiduna Qutbul Rabbani, Muhyuddin Abdul Qadir Al-Ghailani, this great Imam was born. And then we see the likes of Muhaddith Ibn al-Jawzi rahimahullah, mm. who was in that time as well, who mm. wrote a great book on this Talbisul Iblis, mm. you know, on books of Tasawwuf. And, and just Imam Adil, if I may ask, some of the great early books on this subject and science, like the just early before books. the time of Al-Ghawth al-A'zam was the time of Dat Ali Hujwari. Sayyid Ali bin Usman al-Hujwari, Shanshai, mm. uh, Lahore, uh, Data Ka Mazar, everyone goes mm. there. Uh, they wrote the famous book, uh, Kashful Mahjub. Yes, the unveiling of the veil. Uh, and similarly, uh, I think it was really uh, these two, three individuals that you mentioned uh, where uh, they... Abul Qasim al-Qushayri, Risala Qushayri. Uh, Risala Qushayri before Kashf al-Mahjub, how can we forget? Uh, but it was really these great uh, proponents of uh, Tasawwuf who wrote the works like Ihya al and other works written by Imam Ghazali. And then uh, we have... Um, Makashafatul Qulub, uh, Abu Talib Makki, uh, Abu Talib al Makki's Qutul uh, Qulub, uh, and similarly, uh, then Pirane Pir wrote um, so many works uh, on Tasawwuf, uh, such as uh, the one that we have Rabbani, here, Sirul Asrar. Uh, Sirul Asrar, the secret of secrets, uh, and then uh, we have uh, the, the individuals who would come after them who also. Uh, worked in this particular field as well. A contemporary of Al-Ghawth Al-Azam is who? Uh, Khwaja Gharib Nawaz, uh, Naibir Rasul Ata'un Nabi, Hazrat Khwaja Sayyid, uh, Mu'inuddin Ajmeri Sanjali Rahmatullahi Ta'ala. So this became a golden period mm. uh, in the Indian subcontinent uh, primarily mm. and around the Muslim world uh, of the emergence of these great Sufi masters and Gnostics. Uh, some that we mentioned and no doubt there are many others as well and something that I just want to say uh, we had this discussion uh, last week on Muslim revolutionaries sometimes we might not mention the name of an individual that doesn't mean we're disrespecting them in any way mm. like a person messaged me on Instagram I said oh you were talking about revolutionaries in the UK and you didn't mention uh, mm. human nature you forget the name yeah. at the time but that doesn't mean we disrespect anyone Similarly, in these discussions, if we've mentioned uh, the, the awliya uh, and we've left out one or two, that doesn't mean we disrespect or disregard them in any way. So I just thought I'll mention that uh, for the purpose of uh, doing tarbiyat and educating some people. Uh, so we love and honor all of the awliya. This is the way uh, of the ummah of the Prophet Wasallam. Uh, and you know, we find numerous and countless examples. We should have actually started the discussion with this in the Quran of awliya, Asif bin Barkhiya. Uh, the wazir of Sayyidina Sulaiman uh, and that gives us the dalil that the foundation uh, of tasawwuf uh, is knowledge uh, yes uh, similarly ashabe kahf uh, the dog that stayed outside the cave for 309 years and they were uh, adherents of spirituality from the previous nations uh, 
uh, and no doubt Allah Almighty mentions uh, their greatness in the Quran uh, and, and the greatness of the dog as well and his nisbat with the awliya. Similarly, Sayyidah Maryam, yeah, Sayyidah Maryam, not a, uh, a nabiya, uh, a waliya. Yes, women can't be prophets. That's from amongst our fundamental uh, bunyadi etiqad. Only men were chosen to be prophets of Allah, messengers of Allah. But Sayyidah Maryam, out of season, fruits when Zakaria came. Uh, so these examples of tasawwuf and uh, awliya and the friends of Allah and then the mentioning of the awliya in the Quran, Surah Yunus, in the famous verses, so we find and so what I'm trying to say is that those who reject spirituality and, and they say we don't accept in these awliya and it's all hocus pocus and mm-hmm. patani where these Sunnis get their stories from and this and the other and let's get everyone together tell a few karama tell a few stories and we're going to come to this and let's you know have mm-hmm. a big knees up and uh, have a again in three course longer meal mm. but that is not what it is this reality of the sawwuf that we find from the quran from the ta'limat of rasul akram which we alluded to earlier which i've just mentioned now as well and it was this period uh, fifth century going into sixth century after hijri uh, where the likes of imam ghazali uh, and al-ghawthul a'zam uh, abdullah al-rafai uh, and others ahmed al-rafai uh, uh, my apologies ahmed al-rafai and others uh, they uh, yani excelled and took the works of the earlier proponents of the sawwuf uh, and adherence of spirituality and, and and took it to the next level basically took it mm. to the next level yeah so so we see that these were some of the books that were written so this generation where we're talking fifth century it was actually a bridge between like you said the early times and it, they were moving Islam into the new era, the new times, the new generations to come. And the scholars that stood out were the likes of Sayyiduna Abdul Qadir al-Ghailani, who was an imam in the Hanbali school. He was actually an imam in the Hanbali school. Uh, Muqallid of Imam uh, Ahmad bin Hanbal. Ahmad bin Hanbal. And you had Imam Ghazali, who was 20 years his senior. Abu Hamid Muhammad al-Ghazali. Who was a Muqallid of Imam Shafi'i. Who's a follower of Imam Shafi'i and one of the great Imams within the school. He actually yes. propelled himself. He, he qualified to become one of the, the revivers and one of the, mm. the key teachers within the school as well. Mm. Then you had uh, Ibn al-Jawzi as well, who was against some of what was happening at that time, what people said, and then later retracted. I think a lot of the, uh, the early... Um, uh, issues in relation to I mean we saw it and Datasa mentioned this a lot in the Kashmir Mahjub uh, false claimants of mm. spirituality people who were wearing the libas wearing the clothing but from inside they were empty and hollow charlatans mm. uh, charlatans yes charlatans sorry charlatans yes. con artists mm. fakes people who who look the part mm. but are actually far from the the truth they are far from the reality mm. and a lot of what has been written against Tasawwuf, Hafiz ibn Taymiyyah, uh, ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziyyah, even uh, Hafiz Muhaddith ibn al-Jawzi who later retracted. Mm. A lot of what they've wrought against this was against the innovations that were being done. It wasn't, only if you, let's, let's just bring 
Say, for example, Hafiz Ibn Taymiyyah into this discussion. Ibn Taymiyyah, a figure who is somewhat controversial, people have a lot of difference of opinion in regards to him, his impact on what he did and what he believed and stood for. Mm. For example, take him now. He writes against a lot of the innovations that were happening in under the guise of the soul of spirituality. Mm. Yet he praises Sayyidina Qutb al-Rabbani, Muhyuddin Abdul Qadir al-Ghaylani, like he's not praised anyone in that book. Mm. He says that I, I'm a murid of his as well. I'm a disciple of Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Ghaylani. Mm. So we have to understand that when people are against, they're against some of the innovations that develop within that. And mm. we have to be vocal against that. If there's things that are happening mm. which go against the Quran and Sunnah, under the name of Tasawwuf, it needs to be spoken out against. Mm. It needs to be made clear. This is not part of Tasawwuf. This is not spirituality. This is not the spirituality of Imam al-Junaid or the likes of you know, Sayyid al-Ta'ifah who was the Imam of the Sharia and Tariqah. This was one of the greatest Imams. And it's very important to, to mention that point. Now, about Sayyidina Abdul Qadir Ghailani, a lot has been written, a lot has been said. If you, if you was to go away and read upon him, a lot has been said about Sayyidina Abdul Qadir Ghailani. What is it that makes him so special, Imam Adil? I think there are two things that stand out uh, for me personally uh, after years of reading their biographies, the books of uh, Tabaqat and Tariq and doing Bayanat and so on and so forth. Number one is the message that their mother gave to them. Everyone knows the story of the 40 mm. pieces of gold coin uh, and how she, uh, her name was Ummul Khair, Sayyida mm. Fatima. Uh, her lineage goes back to Imam uh, Ali Maqam, Imam Hussein, mm. uh, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, nawasay rasul nabika nuri'ain. Uh, and she uh, was uh, instrumental in the development and early tarbiyat uh, of Pirani Pir Shanshai uh, Vilayat, uh, Sayyidina Sheikh Sayyid Abdul Qadir al Jilani al Hassani wal Husseini. Father was who? Abu Musa Saleh, mm. Jangi Dost, uh, Rahmatullahi Ta'ala who was a great wali in his own right. We all know the famous story of the apple that he ate, that he shouldn't have ate, and then followed the apple back to the house. And mm. it was the house of Sheikh Sayyid Abdullah Sumi, Rahmatullahi Ta'ala uh, And doing ishara towards that, again, it's not a bayan, it's a podcast. Uh, and I'm just trying to keep things concise. Uh, so when he was 18 years old, uh, Abdul Qadir al-Jilani Muhyuddin Abu Muhammad he uh, عنه, asks his mother for permission to go and study as Imam Sahib alluded to the center of Islamic learning at that time which was uh, Baghdad uh, and he was in Algier which was a region in Iran Baghdad in modern day Iraq so mother uh, granted him permission uh, father left 80 pieces of gold coin uh, as inheritance 40 was given to his brother mm. did you know? No, I had a brother mm. uh, by the name of Abdullah, and that's probably where uh, I said Abdullah al-Rafai, but it's Ahmad al-Rafai, of course. Uh, but uh, Abdullah and Abdul Qadir, two brothers, yes? Mm. So 40 were given to Abdullah and 40 to Abdul Qadir, and 40 were sewed uh, into a pocket under his arm. And what was the advice and nasiha his mother gave? Always speak the truth. truth. Mm. Uh, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what the situation is, beta hamesha such both. Yes, always speak the truth. And it was this advice. Later, he writes uh, in one of his works. He said that it was this advice that propelled me in the uh, in the realm and in the field of the sabuf. Mm. Uh, so speaking the truth, 
Today we find a lot of claimants of the Sabuf who base their, uh, their claims on uh, lies. Uh, and we're going to come to this later, but I'll throw his name in and I know this will wake you up. Uh, this Gohar Shahi individual. Oh, yeah. Yes. From wherever he is, London, Pasa, or Jokuchi. The moon. The Ye Bakaida. All day. We'll leave that bit to you, yes. Uh, this individual basing all of his. <laughs> Basing all of his what you call it claims, Patani Ajkalun Nava claim Kadias that uh, uh, the Hadith Sharif of Sayyidina Umar kissing the Hajj Aswad, we kiss it because we saw the Prophet. Oh. And he goes, Ma'adallah Summa Ma'adallah Somebody brought it to my attention here a couple of days ago mm. uh, that he says, Oh, the reason why we kiss the Hajri Aswad uh, is because of Gohar Shahi who's inside the Hajri Aswad. And his tasweer, his mm. pictures there. And Ajkal Ye Banavat or we charlatans and fraudsters as you uh, alluded to. Uh, so someone who lies cannot be a Sufi. This mm. is what we're saying. Sayyidina Muhyuddin Abu Muhammad uh, they Baqaida lived by this principle of always speaking the truth. And we know that this is from amongst the names of the Prophet mm. uh, and Nabi Islam was referred to as Al Amin and As Sadiq, the trustworthy one, the mm. truthful one. Yes. Mm. So honesty Alaikum Bisidq Fa inna Sidka Yahdi ilal Bir wa inna al Bira Yahdi ilal Jannah. Uh, Sahih Muslim Shariki Rivayat Nabi Islam said, uh, speaking the truth is obligatory upon you. Mm. For speaking the truth leads to virtue. And virtue leads to the gardens of paradise. Mm. Yeh jannat ka rasta hai. Mm. Yes. And unfortunately today, many of us have built our lives upon lies. Yep. Uh, Alfaz par tawajjo. Mm. Many of us have built our lives upon, upon lies. Uh, when we're filling in the benefit form, uh, there's just by chance our pen slips and we tick the wrong box. Mm. And we convince ourselves, no, no, I'm entitled to it. And we all mm. take the moral high ground uh, when we're amongst our friends, but we're all eating benefits from the government, you know. And and, and then we, we say we are adherents of the Sawaf or we follow these great Sufiya. Mm. Following them doesn't mean just turning up to the Yadvishi once a month. Mm. It means implementing their teachings into your life, implementing their ta'limat into your lives, mm. becoming true reflections and embodiments of these great men of Allah. Yes, having that nisbat by taking their name mm. has great value, great weight. But just taking the name isn't sufficient. Yeah. Becoming true reflections of them is what is necessary here. So the first thing that we learn, and then the famous story when they were stopped, the caravan was stopped mm. uh, in uh, Baghdad. Uh, it was stopped at, uh, uh, sorry, just before Baghdad, a place called Hamadan. The caravan was stopped there. Uh, 60 highway robbers, uh, they take everything uh, that the... Uh, uh, individuals uh, who are in the caravan, they take all their possessions and then they come to this 18-year-old Abdul Qadir. Mm. Yes, what do you have? He goes, 40 pieces of gold coin. Where do you have it? Under uh, my sleeve, uh, uh, a secret pocket that my mother... And they laughed at him. Mm. And then, they, uh, long story short, uh, they took him to the leader of the highway robbers. You've mm. heard the story, right? Mm. And they took him to... the to, to no, no, to say, no, no, they, they took him to the leader <laughs> of... <laughs> <laughs> so they took him to the leader of the highway robbers. Mm. He heard the, asked the same question, heard the same answer. There and then he falls at the feet of Sayyidina Abdul Qadir. Mm. Why did you say this? You could have kept quiet, got away. My mother told me, always speak the truth. Mm. So, so, what said, saying yeah. is that, so know, the first thing you said, what do we learn from his life? What's his legacy? Speaking the truth. Mm. And to answer the question before we come on, number two is knowledge which has been the theme throughout our discussion today, mm. that you can't be a Muslim reviver in any century, in any generation, if you don't have knowledge. Mm. He spent 33 years seeking ilm, uh, ulum-e-zahariya and ulum-e-bataniya. 
Yes, and the different narrations they spent twelve uh, they, they spent twelve years outside Baghdad or ten years in the company of Sayyidina Khadr alayhi salam, yani Hidr alayhi salam, and uh, eating leaves and uh, surviving. A lot of these things are beyond human intellect. Mm -hmm. uh, but certainly, what it goes without saying uh, is that they studied these sciences, internal and external, and then thirty-three years seeking knowledge. Uh, and then 40 years teaching knowledge as mm. well. Producing uh, scholars, I was reading today, 400 elite scholars of that time. And not direct just, students uh, of... Direct students of Sayyidina mm. Sheikh Sayyid Abdul Qadir al-Jilani. We're saying elite, you know, we're saying this is prior to... You know, the, the Dars in Islami structure, which yes. was developed, yeah. you know, a few centuries later, you know, uh, uh, Nizamuddin al-Mulk, when they developed this, this syllabi for people to study through, to be considered a graduate, a learned, a scholar, some sort of formal methodology. We're talking prior to that, you know, the knowledge that Sidna Abdul Qadir Ghailani studied and sought and, and about this, you know, his, some, one of his levels of spirituality, a famous story that even Hafiz ibn Taymiyyah narrates. He even narrates that the story about Sina Qutbir Rabbani when he was out in the outskirts of Baghdad prior to his entry and arrival into Baghdad where he was encountered by the devil. Now the devil can come in different forms hmm. and the devil came in the form of light now and said, you know, what a, what a great man you are. What a great man you are. Claiming to be God. You know, you're a, a claiming and yes, he was claiming that I am God Shaitan. and I'm telling you that, you know, you don't need to Worship me anymore. Mm. You have done enough worship to last a lifetime. And Sayyidina Abdul Qadir Ghailani responded and said, wala hawla wala illa billah. And all of a sudden, this light turned to darkness and descended upon Sayyidina Abdul Qadir Ghailani and said, Wow, how did you know? They said, Auz billahi min rajim. I seek refuge from the accursed devil. Mm. When the devil came down, he said, Well, how, how fascinating is your knowledge that you knew it was me? And they said, وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ That all power and strength is only from Allah. And when the devil heard this, he said that your knowledge saved you. And they said, no. If you did not say this to the best of creation, then who are you to tell me to stop praying to Allah now? Mm. Meaning, it was knowledge that saved him. And not just knowledge. The second part was the knowledge that saved him from the devil. But in reality, it was the fadl and karam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was from the divine uh, grace of Allah Almighty upon Sayyidina Abdul Qadir Ghilani that he was able to, to be protected from the devil at that moment. And Hafiz ibn Taymiyyah mentions this and says that, look, anyone who claims anything otherwise, how can you reach these levels? How can you reach these high levels of yeah. spiritual states? If... You, if it's not for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everything you receive ultimately is from whom? Allah jalla wa ala. And, and when we look at Sayyidina Abdul Qadir Ghilani, you mentioned his truthfulness. You mentioned knowledge. Darastul ilma hatta sirtu qutban, which is a, one of his famous uh, 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 sayings and lines within his poetry, which is attributed to him. Darastul ilma hatta sirtu qutban. I sought knowledge until I became the, the pole of my time, became the leading scholar and saint of my time. And then the hundreds of thousands that repented on his hands, the thousands that reverted to Islam, Jews and Christians, the countless number of 
uh, wa'az and lectures and talks that he delivered to the hundreds of thousands of masses in Baghdad. Uh, I think certainly what contributes to their legacy is how they would prepare the muridin uh, to be from amongst the uh, soldiers, the mujahidun in the army of Sultan Salahuddin Who was a contemporary of that time. Mm. So you had Imam Ghazali, Imam Ghazali, Ibn yeah. al-Jawzi, Sina Abdul Ghilani, Sultan Salahuddin al-Ayubi. You had all of these giants in the same time. In the same time. Khwaja yeah. Gharib Nawaz, 9.7, 9.8 million Hindus directly or indirectly mm. came upon uh, into Islam upon their hands. Khwaja Gharib Nawaz, Mere Khwaja, Aapke Khwaja, Sabke Khwaja. We are who we are today because of Khwaja Gharib Nawaz, Khastor in the India subcon. And there was a mulaqat between them as well. Uh, sure. Sayyidina Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani mm. uh, and Khwaja Gharib Nawaz there was a uh, mulkat between that and a Kuali Mehfil as well mm. and the Zameen uh, this is mentioned in Mehri Munir one of the biographies of Peace Sayyid Mehri Ali Shah mm. Rahmatullahi Alayhi and that the earth began to shake the heavyweights from amongst the awliya wow. um, the earth began to shake and Sayyidina Abdul Qadir al-Jilani took the Asa Mubarak the blessed staff and, and struck it into the ground uh, and, and commanded the ground to remain firm Mm. Yes. But Imam Adil, like these stories mm. now, I mean, there's a lot of stories that we read and hear about Sin of the Qadi Ghilani, mm. and people watching will say that you know, it's irrational, it doesn't make sense. How, how do you, how, how would you explain rationally such occurrences? And then that's the first point. And the second point is the reliability. How reliable are these sources? How reliable are these stories? You know, a lot of we, we for decades now in this country have start with narrated so many stories of Wuzur Ghoshi Azam radiallahu an about him that how do we know what is said is reliable like how do we know if a hadith is what the Prophet alayhi salatu salam said or not there's there's a a a there's a, there's a, a whole science to determine whether it's sahih or hasan or da'if or so on and so forth and, and usul behind this mm. likewise when we narrate stories of awliya, for the, 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 obviously the viewers and listeners who are here, they, a lot of them may, may say, well, you know, it's irrational, it don't make sense this. Mm. How logically does it make sense? How can you be sat and the earth shakes, etc., etc.? You know, could it have been an earth? I've had people who ask me these questions genuinely. You know, normal people who, who says, listen, it doesn't make sense. Logically, it does not make sense to me. And, and the reliability of this that whether these narrations are reliable, where are the reliable sources to gain these narrations from? What, what do you, what do you, what, what's your input and take on that? I, I think uh, with, with the first part of the discussion or the question that you've asked uh, in regards to uh, whether the uh, source is reliable or not. The or, second, the or, sorry, my apologies. Uh, the rationality, mm. uh, yes. I, I think with a lot of this, uh, it's based upon faith. الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ so one characteristic of the muttaqeen in the early part of surah well in the opening of surah al-baqarah is what that they are those who believe in the matters of the unseen so it might not make sense to you and me rationally uh, but the reality is that where uh, intellect and rationality ends mm. uh, that's when faith and iman begins mm. uh, like for example the example we give in these discussions uh, is regarding the wiping of the hoofs yes the leather socks uh, now we know that when you wear your leather socks 24 hours uh, for a resident and 72 hours for a musafir uh, you wipe on the top 
But Sayyidina Ali said what? That aql dictates, uh, rationality dictates, or being rational dictates, that you would wipe your leather socks, your khufain, from the bottom, because that's yeah. where the, the dirt gathers. Yeah. Yes, that's where yeah. the uh, dirt gathers. Uh, but they said that where aql ends, that's where ittiba'un nabi begins. Mm, but then yeah. Imam yeah. Adil, just, just uh, evolve and carry this on, you know, then came the scholars of kalam, the mm. mutakallimin, those when we have faith in Allah Jalla wa'ala, why, why, what was the need for that then? Why have the likes of Abu Hassan al-Ashri, Abu Mansur al-Maturi, Imam Ghazali, who had to rationally prove the existence of Allah? Because there was a lot of influence from uh, the Greek philosophers. Uh, there was uh, obviously the Itarazat of the Mu'tazila, Karamiya, uh, Jahmiya, so on and so forth. So there was a need. That, that's a comp- but if you're saying, how can we uh, assume that every Waqiya, every Karamat that we hear about Ghospaq, Shanshai Vilayat, Imam Al-Awliya is correct, uh, then I'm saying that... You, you, what you accept, you accept. If it conforms with your mind, you, it conforms. Mm. But sometimes it doesn't. Yes. Now, for example, the famous karamat that they would have a majlis gathering. Uh, Mullah Ali Qari would write this. 70,000 in their gathering. Baghdad Sharif. Us doro zamane yeah. Yes. And no social media. No. Ajkal. Uh, just on YouTube, you have 150 watching. The 70,000 kut hai. Yeah. One of the famous uh, miracles karamat is what? Uh, remember, a miracle for a Nabi is referred to as a mu'jiza. And a miracle for a wali is referred to as a karama. Yes. Uh, so karamat from amongst his karamat was what? That when they would sit in the gathering in Baghdad Sharif, uh, the person at the back could hear yeah. just as clearly as the person at the front of the gathering. So 200 years ago, that would have make sense to the Muslims who were not doing podcasts then. Uh, yeah, of course. But it who were having these discussions mm. then. Why? Because there weren't any microphones. Mm. Uh, there weren't sound systems. You can be in, you did a janaza a couple of years ago uh, of them three brothers who passed away from the road accident. I think uh, it was a speeding. Four, four lads. Four yeah. lads, yes. And there was 10,000, 15,000 you were saying that day that were present. Now how was it that 10,000, 15,000 people owned? Chalo, the UK ki baat hai na? Amirul Mujahideen janaza last week. Uh, different mukhtalif uh, riwayat and reports. Let's go with the highest end. 14 million that attended that janaza. But when uh, the uh, janashin of Amirul Mujahideen... I, I, I see, I'm going to still say, you know, logically, looking at that, people say that. This is my, my argument is, Imam Adil, that mm. we, we as speakers, we as imams... Maybe you should we, take that woolly hat off and a lot of logic will come in then. No, no, <laughs> but you, you see, it, it's quite easy to say... You know, throw numbers. Mm. How? May I, hear, I know. I know what you're saying. Gal- what, yeah. No, no. I know you're, you're saying the highest end of the Chalo, spectrum. Lowest end, one million. You. I'm not saying about you. You're a man of rational and, and logic, and you know you're very logical. You know yourself that I don't talk without giving dalil and proof and evidence. So give us proof of 40 million then. Ne- may I hear that's a news oh, report? Oh, miss hal dene pe. No, no. I'm at top end. Chalo, bottom and less than one million. Yeah. Okay. No, you, let's, be re- let's be realistic. No, because he was saying, oh, Badshahi Masjid only has 600,000 capacity. So this is according to our Joe told us. Hey? Mm. 650,000. I told you that. Agar, if the people are stood, then Badshahi Masjid has a capacity of 650,000. Yeah. Now, if you look at the pictures and compare it, then I'd say about 5 million. Yeah, okay. With my andaza. But andaza is debatable. But you see, your logic—you're using the logic of the square meterage of the yeah, Badshahi yeah, yeah, Masjid yeah. 
and, and factoring that into the drone images that we see of it. I'm just saying that, you know, we, we, we start creating... Are you saying that we sugarcoat things sometimes? We put a bit we, of we do. Do we not? And 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 I what does that, where that go? If there were insan there, the malaika tayasana. Jinnat Jinnat Yasana, oh we were for shall No doubt like in only Gintun Kutu is a knee. We can't see them. You're gonna take it somewhere else in the terms no, no, of rationality. I'm, I'm just saying that people, medical, there medical are objections <laughs> that youngsters just, just one second. There's objections that people will say here, the argument will be here. Well, you're telling me a story that it don't make sense logically. You're telling me I know your answer. Look, I know the answer because I believe, but I'm playing the double, the double role here. Uh-huh. I have to because the the whole point of the discussion is that people are educated through through questioning. See the question that you put forward. A lot of people will have. Okay, to, uh, listen, you're on the street, bro. Yeah, you tell me. Especially from our understanding on nine I know a lot of people in our own you know way of thinking. I'm talking Sunni. I'm talking in our you know way of thinking. But they've got questions. They're our people. Uh, we've been fed this year out tap stories you, you mentioned khwaja sahab 90 lakh us mein 90 lakh us mulk hai which in nation and they can't kind of yeah, but that's why i said directly or indirectly when we say 9 yeah. million we don't mean directly he did not through his disciples through his muridin when, through when, his khulafa when the word 90 lakh is mentioned the point that you, them. yeah when the point you've just mentioned is never added on and we live in a time now where you have to do it down for everyone. Hmm. I'll take million. that as a hidden compliment. Thank you very much. I'll take that as a 14 million. Some people said 5 million. Some people said 1 million. They've not taken into consideration the fact that the numbers do not really matter. It was a manzar that nobody had ever seen in Pakistan before. Biggest janaza yeah, in the biggest history Biggest janaza ever. But when it comes down to these finer details, this... You know, um, the, the, the karamat that you mentioned of 70,000 people and without a speaker, people automatically, and it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fitrat almost. It's become a fitrat because there has been times within our own, our own kids now, especially the youth, are questioning. And that's because obviously there's other people with other views, counter arguments. Look, this Gohar Shahi, for example. Yeah, look at the views he's coming out with. Yeah, example. but he, he's on another level. Oh, now it's the oh, now oh, now it's the 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 oh, now uh, yeah. But they this are, is illogical. It's, it's illogical. It's, yeah. it's, it's illogical fallacies. These are just lies. Yeah. People are building it on lies and you know no uh, no truths. See, How do you then differentiate? But that's an extreme. That, that, you can, that you can easily then, differentiate. And then peop- no, no, you can. Mm. I know you can. Mm. But I'm asking the question here, the mm. thought here. People will then say, oh, it's all the same. Sorry, Yejin. Yeah. You know, yeah. Allah, they bring the great this, God's friends into this as well. This is why mm-hmm. I've always said, and uh, you know, a, a lot of what we've done in the past in Bayanat and Takarir and and teaching, etc. Often we give this pegam and message to the people, especially like you say, you know, don't don't make down for people. Mm. The reality is what the asal or nakal ni pechan rakho bas. Understand who is upon asal, who is upon the reality, who's real and, who's and who's upon what they call it nakal yani fake. So I get that, but one like, can only do that when we have these type of discussions. Yeah, right at the beginning, I mean, we, uh, believe it or not, these discussions time flies. We've done an hour and forty minutes already, an hour thirty minutes since you've been here, mashallah. 
And if you've been following the discussion from the beginning of Mashallah, we've got about 150, 200 brothers and sisters watching if they're not debating uh, in the comments and in the <laughs> chat because we're keeping, about an, COVID. Uh, we're, we're keeping wow. an eye on you. If we're looking at our phone, then we're obviously keeping an eye on the comments because you never know. Oh, we are distanced. Good meet him and you took your legs in. Yeah. And breathe in a little bit. I've got the antibodies Both anyway. So you lot are from the same bubble and I've got the antibodies. So we saw it. There you I've go. You know what was? Phenomenal. Yeah, those fine. who are in the comments causing a, a war. The, the little monks. What's going on here? I'm going to test results. Uh, email. Yeah, yeah, yeah like please. Auntie man. and uncle bodies. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing better to say. But, but you know, what I'm saying is, Imam Adil, like, just, I know what I'm asking here. What I'm asking yourself here, though, is this. Hmm. How do you know? You're saying asal from knuckle. Yeah. How can you say this is asal narration, not a knuckle narration? Hmm. What, what's the yardstick? What's the way you... You know, cipher, with, like with, in hadith, we know with, with, if, the, if with, with matters hadith of has history, five conditions. With matters of history and with matters of tabaqat and tarikh, there's always going to be that element of yes. There's always going to be that element of uh, is it going to be right? Is it not going to be right? You you get that even in uh, non-Islamic history, of course. You know, it's not going to be a hundred percent accurate. You know, when you, you study uh, history in school and so on and so forth. Uh, so there's always that element and dimension to it. So it's not going to be 100% accurate. But then you've got a chain of narration, tika, which we, uh, in, in uh, usul al-hadith or ilm al-hadith, we refer to as uh, you know, that, that narration which reaches the highest level of transmission is, referred to, as, uh, uh, gee, is referred to as tawatur, yes, mass transmission, Achoo. where you have a minimum of 10 narrators in every generation that narrate that particular uh, karamat in this case with Huzur Ghospak or Vakia or whatever. You know, the, the things in relation to their basic biography that everyone accepts. Born on the 1st of Ramadan in the year 470 in yeah. Al-Ghil, uh, 478 after Hijri in Al-Ghil or Al-Jil, depending on how you pronounce it. Modern day Iran, father is uh, Abu Musa Salih Jangidos, lineage goes back to Imam Hassan Mushtaba, mother is Ummul Khay Sayyidah Fatima, uh, lineage goes back to Imam Ali Maqam, Nawasai Rasul Nabi Kanurain Imam Hussein. Rabbi Allahu Ta'ala Anhum uh, and then uh, you know you've got 18 years old they went to Baghdad yeah. uh, and then you've got obviously different the basic aspects of his biography everyone accepts 49 children subhanallah Ghospak had 49 children yes and then they left this dunya in this month of Rabi'ul Akhir uh, 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 in the year 561 AH yes 91 years old they were these basic aspects of their biography everyone acknowledges and accepts because it's been transmitted through uh, mass transmission from the time of Ghospak till today. Uh, yeah. Whether we find it in their books, in their works, or whether we find it amongst the Amatun uh, Nas or Khawas, yes. But in terms of the Karamat, I know what you're trying to say. Uh, you know, uh, there is always this element of Shakko uh, Shubat. Mm. Uh, but we have a process of recording these things. And this is why Islam is quite unique. Compared to other religions, no other religion on the face of this earth has a level of stringency uh, and uh, recording and transmission mm. and, and, and having a sanid in these matters like the religion of Islam. This is the beauty of Islam. You know, it's found upon transmission. Yeah. You know, what it was it Muhammad ibn Sirin, if I'm not mistaken, Rahmatullah who, who said that this deen is found upon a sanid, mm. it's found upon chains. 
Therefore, and be careful where you take your take religion your from. The last narration here in uh, Ash-Shama'il. And also mentioned in the Muqaddimah of Sahih Muslim. Yes, yes. Imam Al-Nawawi mentions in his Al-Minhaj, Shira Sahih Muslim Ibn Hajjaj. So, like, as I'm mentioning, that, you know, it's very important that we, we look at the chain. Where is this coming from? And, and we, we, we are able to then put this into... You know what? That's a bit, that, that's a bit doubtful. It's narrated but doubtful. Yeah. It's narrated but weak. It's, that's a good narration. That's, that's sound. There's no denying that. Do you understand? And do yeah. you see then where the other... No, if, if, again, being, uh, you know, I'm looking at it from a different perspective and correct me if I'm wrong in bringing this in. With the Prophet Mu'jizad, you did a fantastic speech on the Maulid occasion. Mm. Uh, mashallah, it went over by 45 minutes, but that's, you know, standard. <laughs> uh, and if I go over by five, the Imam Sabu time. Oh, wow. He did a fantastic talk on the Mu'jizat of the Prophet It's on the YouTube channel on our Al-Hikam Media. Subscribe guys, subscribe. Subscribe, share, do what you need to do. The two S's. And you mentioned many Mu'jizat on that occasion. Uh, the famous one that comes to mind, Bilatashbi wa Tamsil Nabi Salatuslam, water gushing from their fingers. Mm. Again, that's beyond rationality. See, I so why is it yeah. that with the mu'jizat of the Prophet, we never have that discussion of rationality? Yeah. Just saying it. Yeah. Yes. But Some when it comes you. to Ghospak or the Oliya, yeah, is it because they're of a level, 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 level below the, the prophets? Man perspective. Take it from. I'll do it from the religious or the. See, you guys are both learned between yourselves. Take it from me, as in somebody who, yeah. uh, you know, if I heard this speech, what opinion I would take from it, and of the people I know, it gives. Acha, when it comes to Huzur Park, you sallallahu know, sallallahu alaihi Even when it comes to the lesser ashik, I don't know if that's the right word to use, but the ones who's, who's not Love overly, is not as yeah, yeah. overwhelming. He's, he's not, he doesn't, you know, overwhelmed. even he does not want to do that shak and don't say, I doubt that when it comes to the Holy Prophet that, that's just my opinion, you know, and that's because that since day dot, since the moment we could comprehend what we are hearing and then, you know, understand that this is what is being told to us. When it comes to Huzur Park, there is, Never doubt it. You're supposed to get offended like you mentioned and you do something on that. See, it's about making the um, position of those personalities and the respect that they deserve because it's not given that same level from, from, from that young age, which I know it should be, but that's the point we are and that's why today it's harder for somebody for me to be on the Uzur Ghospak ne air karamat ne. Yeah. And then they, they might doubt that for that.
Hello, it's COVID Are we back? Are we back? Oh, sounds back. Sounds. I'm sorry about that. Technical issues, guys. Can subscribe. And let me just put the volume up on this and see that we are we're not actually back. Joe, are we back on? Can somebody confirm? Tohid who's watching, mashallah. Muhammad from Bolton, Shazad Aslam, mashallah from Blackburn, and the list goes on. Quite a few brothers and sisters who are watching. Students, followers, yeah, so fans. Said we're back on. Yeah, we're back on. Yeah, nobody's taking it off. Don't worry about it. That's fine. Okay. We are back, people. So, Hello, Shaquil from Jordan, mashallah. Yeah. He says, Imam Sabi, if you can give him a thumbs up. Who, me? Harun Shaquil, Imam Sab, to say, you know. <laughs> and you? I kind of feel Four like. thumbs. Does he want an Arthur? Does he want an Arthur? Everyone's thumbs up, huh? Get those thumbs up, you. Anyways, I was saying that, you know, there's a. There's a methodology that is implemented in order to deduce whether one what one saying or narrating is correct or wrong. And eventually what happened is, over time, there were individuals who practiced Tadlis, Wada'a. Hmm. They used to narrate, fabricate narrations about Rasulullah And those fabricated narrations, yeah. how did you know if it was real or not? The you scholars know. of Hadith did that. So they put a, a they created this machine, this... This methodology yeah. which allowed you to then decide what was correct and what was not correct. Do you understand? Yeah. So, Jara Ta'adil, critique and appraisal of narrators. Who's, who's saying this? Is this guy a liar? If this guy is known to storytell and lie, then it's possible that he's lying about Rasulullah you know, here. Do you understand? Yeah. So, there's, there's a methodology that is implemented. And that's what I'm saying when it comes to stories of the past, historic events, etc. Yeah. You know, Tabari narrates them. Hafiz ibn Kathir narrates them. There's others out there who narrated and have books which mention these stories, etc. They they mention, like Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, if I'm not mistaken, that when it comes to fada'il, mm. you can be relaxed. But when it comes to the Prophet Ali Salatu Ahadith, you don't be so relaxed in taking narrations. Yeah. You have to be strict. So it's very important that we keep this methodology in mind. You know, just to, uh, sorry to bring up the whole door and age thing again uh, and sending it off on a bit of a wing, but it's all relative. I think in today's door, again, this time, this time, English for those who don't understand. One of the issues that we do have is that the truth, sometimes people doubt that as in the Karamat and the Mojizat of, you know, the, the, the great personalities, people doubt those because of the stories we hear from the great of today you know and again we go into comparison mode. yeah mm. no no but what, what i'm saying is that even though we shouldn't it happens on if i'm in a mafal and you know somebody is overdoing you know their great personality who might be a general great personality but it might be their peer sahab and you know they're telling these stories of asani gadi m606 par ruki gita sampani baya the petrol chali pe you know <laughs> because they can, and because they can relate to that because they know the person the person sat there there's a friend oh, this man put water in a car and they start and because they, because they relate to that that's their first you know thing in terms of a, a karamat you know and this is their first experience. experience of it so what happens then is when they doubt that because it's doubtable for them more so because that per, it's like you imam adil sat next to me right now and you said to me was you know he flew in like literally he, flew, he was levitating on the way in you know, I've got a lot of love and respect, but I'm not going to believe that. But, yeah. but because that's doubtable for me. Is that you saying that I'm fat? <laughs> Gravity. I'm in no position. Oh, I'm in no position. If you're holding him down from fat, then just say I'm fat. Nay, 
I would it's never. The truth. No, no, I would never. You would say that I, don't mince the truth. No, I genuinely do not think he's fat. I do not think you're I'm beginning to accept it now though but the point I weighed myself that day at mum's house what that you're fat no I weighed myself 15 and a half stones are you serious shocked are you serious وہ اس اس لحاظ نال تا ان دی ورز اف صابر سردار میں کچھ بھی نہیں اس لحاظ نال ائی ایم ایم نوتھنگ کز ائی ڈونٹ شاکڈ ہوئے یار اس دے رہنے پہ ہم جڑی ہوئے ہاں وی نیڈ اے پوڈکاسٹ جسٹ آن دا اچھا وی ہیو ٹو سیٹ اپ اے پول فرسٹ بیفور ٹیل ایم ایم ائی ایم وینگ 12 سٹونز 8 9 ائی لوسٹ اے سٹون ائی واز اباؤٹ 13 8 ائی ایم اباؤٹ 12 8 ناؤ ائی بروک مائی جا ویل ائی ڈنٹ بریک مائی جا مائی جا گٹ بروکن بائی ا کلوز فرینڈ اف مائن ہی پنچڈ می وائلس وی ور پلیئنگ فٹبال نیم اینڈ شیم Yeah, people might be watching. You might not Just be. Mention the football part again. We need to make that. Yeah, play. no, no. I no, didn't no, get in no fights yeah. or anything like that. Please don't get you know confused or make stories up. Please, this is another problem. People start making stories. You say one yeah, thing, but this is the point that I'm context. making. This is what the point I, I'm I making. Just, I tell you what. There's a sick one. I'm, I just about context. It's so important, man. Massively. You know, yeah. I, you know. I'm on a fo- the football group that, that that same group. Yeah. And one of the lads, he's put he's put a, a tweet, screenshot it and posted it on there, and and. Um, Let me let me read it out. One just just one second. I'll be back. We'll just we'll just wait. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> you know you know and and it was so it was so right, man. This it was so important. Let me let me. Uh, uh, Javad Sab, is the sound working? No issues because it seems like. Mabruk, congratulations to John and Zulkifil for getting married early this evening. Alhamdulillah, we conducted their nikah and issued the certificate. May Allah accept their marriage and keep them united throughout their lives. Amen. Thank you for the wonderful food. To who and who? John and Zulkifil and there's two men standing there. They got married. Yeah. So what, what, what do you assume there? What do you think? First assumption is yeah they got married to each other. But right. now obviously because right. I know the Now, now the context. Yeah. This is the problem when you read something and you don't put context. There might be a story before it, context after it. We take things out of context. Oh, he's wrong. Oh, this is wrong. Oh, that's wrong. Please note next week Sister Zulkifil is not in the picture because we don't flaunt our women on social media. Uh. The Imam is on the right congratulating the groom on his nikah. Mm. See how that context, see. Oh, no, when I read it first, even I thought, wow, the guy's got a beard. It can't be, man. And then the next tweet. Did, the, it, was the, did he say John and? Did Sister Zulkifil. Okay. Sister, now Zulkifil is a, a male's, a male's name, but chalo, they name. put it, they mm. put it to a female. But the man standing next yeah, to the yeah, but that I mean, you can't blame people for that. That's an easy, you know, uh, confusion. No, but what to, we're to saying to people is, before you jump to assumptions, it's like ask that, context. It's, it's like that video that went viral of the imam who did the nikah and then kissed the bride. Did you see that? No, I've not seen that one. Well, well, imam, I didn't tell us. No, no, please. <laughs> I think it <laughs> was going viral in the Molly WhatsApp groups. Right. Oh, viral. It's like no. It's if Khalid would come out to the public. <laughs> Oh, pata nahi. Fir baad hi pata lag gaya. Lot of fatwas going on him. Baad hi pata lag gaya. Is the daughter, uh, the bride, Father. his daughter? Uh, oh yes. You know what? Now it rings a yes. bell. It rings a bell. So, yeah. uh, you know, if you don't contextualize it, big problem. Uh, mm. Always yak and sebak is important. Don't take anything. Do not just hear something and say, "Oh, I heard." You know, kafa bil mar ikadiban. And you had this because of what you heard. Or as Allah said, "Salatu Salam." It's enough to be deemed a liar. It's enough for a person to be deemed a liar that he narrates whatever he hears. I heard this here, and I've told. Have you seen? Do you know context? I, I don't know if you're going to uh, 
uh, pull me upon this one afterwards. But I think you're a prime example of this. Somebody, somebody who's suffered from uh, this victimization on social media. If we're mm. going to be genuine, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, no, somebody okay. who suffered from it. Uh, and, and a lot of ulama go through it, uh, and you know people who uh, base it on hearsay. Yeah, uh, they don't have don't know the facts, facts don't know the truth, they don't know, know the happened. reality. They're very quick to then make the assumptions, uh, share that with other people as well. And, uh, and news again, come out, or you know, this happened. You know, it is sometimes no matter how much of the context is put forward, drama sells. No drama sells, yeah, entertainment. Know, yeah, but this is the spiritual state of people. I'm going to bring it back to the conversation. Yeah, now. of course. This is a spiritual weakness and illness. Illness. We are ill. We're so, our hearts are so ill. Yeah. You know, we talk about spirituality. Fix up your heart, bro. Is it, is it 99 excuses that the hadith says? Yeah. That even if you don't have the context, even if something think good of the, yeah. the best scenario, even if black and white is wrong, the worst. But then you start, you know, you you have to give that benefit of the doubt, and we've lost that. Veil the sins of a believer in the dunya and mm. Allah will veil your yeah. sins on the We've day forgotten of that. Nobody's mm. nobody and you know what? And we will we'll do a, t- a podcast on this as well. Come you know, the time. I think I'm the, sure the, you're looking forward to that. The one. next life comes down to that as well because realistically, there's having belief in God, which is the first question you asked me on this podcast. But then what you gotta remember is again with the way humans we have these minds. Nobody does anything without wanting something or some sort of promise. Now, if you're going to be an agenda behind, yeah, if you're going to be a, and you, that, you can be positives to that as well. If you're going to be a good uh, Muslim, the promise You'll is get paradise. Yeah. You get paradise. Now, the thing is, there's belief it's in God. That. Yeah, there's people and there's experiences that I can tell you of where it would seem as if a person believes in God, so his actions are based on the fact that he believes in God. But he does not believe in the fact that anything is going to happen to him afterwards. And I think the belief in the uh, afterlife, again, that's a whole separate podcast. That discussion mm. comes massively down to the spiritual state that now we're in Somebody today. might say that, oh, uh, and I'm, I'm uh, uh, number one in this. Mm. Uh, very quick to point our fingers about X, Y, and Z. Oh, yeah. Flana, flana, P is like this. Flana, flana, Natwan's like this. Or these are deviant. Stay away from these lot. Stay yeah, away you, from you pick out, yeah. Yeah, but the reality is that, that that's two different things. Yes identifying the fault and the illness of a person which leads to other people falling ill mm. uh, and is blind leading the blind is something which is uh, correct me if I'm wrong mashallah a very learned individual here mm. Allah Almighty is ada in the Quran as well yes Allah Almighty himself highlights uh, you know the, uh, the 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 traits and the uh, behavioral patterns and attitudes of the hypocrites and similarly that of the to make aware of deviancy that's, that's something different uh, because I know some people say that or that because if you're uh, trying to justify one aspect of it yeah. by saying oh we shouldn't expose and we shouldn't do this then why do you do it for because I've had that before well yeah I can imagine it's yeah I've had that before yeah. That you're very quick to point fingers at others. Mm. Why not look at your own house? Yes. You yes. understand? Does it ring a few bells now? Is yeah, that, yeah. yeah? Because I think chiming away. Uh, chiming away <laughs> there. So uh, this is something that we have to understand. That is the job of the ulama. Ta'muruna bil ma'roof. Yeah, you're in that position to that. Anil munkar. Yeah. Not everyone might agree mm. with the approach. But uh, the reality is that if we don't, Highlight their deviancy. Yeah. Uh, remember what what, what did Imam Ghazali said, famous quote attributed the uh, uh, principles over uh, personalities. Yeah. Uh, principles over personalities. Yeah, but what, what you highlight, Imam Adil, we've got to understand what you're highlighting. You know, 
I mean, mm. I don't even want to go into my discussion or topic or about whatever's happened with me in the past, mm. for example. But what you highlight specifically, Imam Adil, in your defense and in the defense of those who highlight and do what you do, yeah. is, is in relation to deviancy and misguidance within a person's creed. Mm. Now, if you and listen to such and such and, and belief, you know, this is detrimental yeah. to your faith in that. And not just in, in terms of itikad uh, and belief, uh, you know, it's also in terms of deviant practices as well, which is you've alluded to a few times in this podcast. No, but it's safeguarding. Is an and the word yeah. safeguarding is used, and I'll be open here, you know, where, where it came to, in my regards is the case of or safeguarding against children. Mm. When, let's be honest and frank, you know, I'm sat here, I'm in my office, for example, there's a DBS CRB. One of the arguments, oh, you know, he's got involved with under, underage children and that. Mm. You know, it's, oh, we've, whatever's done was done under the, the means or remit of safeguarding. Yeah. But where, where? You see, there's a clear difference in what you've done and what, what happened in, in my case. Where that's Yours not was an accusation. What Imam Sab counters is somebody's action. They've mm. done it in the public. Mm. Because a lot of the stuff that you counter is to do with the... And again, I'm going to talk like the layman because that's why I am. I mean, how we would word it is that it must be whatever's been happening, which is in the public. Somebody's action, which is already out there. Again, you've got your andas, other people have got their andas. But when it comes to your thing, yours was an accusation, which at the end of the day, if something's got no backing... You're limited as to what you can say or do to it. Whereas Imam Sa, when it comes to your uh, kind of andaz and the, from the field that you're looking at it from, is different because it's something that's out in the open and it's in regards to belief and it can ruin people in that sense. Mm. Yeah. So th- the way you act on it, you're allowed. Th- th- you're allowed to have different yeah, ways and, of and, dealing and with where, it. And where a person is weak in his action mm. is not as detriment as detrimental as a person who's who's weak in his. In his faith. Yeah, it's something that's weakening the faith of a person. That's what Imam Adil works on. Yeah. That look, you know, stay away from this because this is going to weaken your, your Aqidah, your creed, what you believe, your structure, your basis, your foundation. Yeah. Where it concerns me, if, if there's something that I've done in my life, private life, private life, yeah. it's, it's my concern. Yeah. I've, I've done that in my private life. That I've made my mistake. That, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm hurting man, harming myself. Mm. I'm not harming you or others here, am I? Mm. So there's... Is understanding that, yeah. But bringing it back to the discussion on spirituality and that, you know, it's these are illnesses. Mm. And when we look at spirituality, spirituality isn't just the higher level in state of iman and higher states of of faith that a person reaches. Rather, it it's actually the opposite spectrum. It's the, the people of who are Umar, Ill. It's the call of Sayyidina Umar, radhiyallahu ta'ala anhu. That don't measure a person's spirituality or piety or their taqwa mm. based upon their salah or their yeah. giving of charity. Look at their mu'amalat, look at their dealings, look so at what their is, sidq, look yeah. at their character. It reminds me of a quote that i seen, you know, I love my quotes, but I don't know if it's got any Islamic uh, background to it or not. But the quote was that Allah loves the tears of a uh, wrongdoer. More so than the tasbih of the arrogant, mm. and you know it kind of. It could be a call of one of the awliya, which, yeah, which summarizes yeah. Actually, the hadith uh, of Rasulullah uh, sallallahu uh, alaihi wasallam. is the. Well, Ali radiallahu is the reference. I don't know. I mean, I know we're transgressing in our discussions. We're two hours in, mm. and to be honest, it's, it's sometimes difficult to stick to the topic yeah. in the time frame. But we're having these productive discussions, and people probably are relating to them. I don't know about your lot's uh, what do you call it stance on this. And uh, in hindsight, the discussion we just had about transmission and chains of narration and so. 
a lot of people are attributing such and such a call to Molana Room, for example. Mm. Yes, uh, Masnavi Sharif. Mm. Uh, others attributing such and such a call to Sayyidina Ali. Mm. Again, what is the level of accuracy in them? You know, I I I just, take just it with to, a pinch just, of salt. Just to swing it in my common uh, layman sense. You are playing the layman's role yeah. today. If it's if what it says is not bad, is it such a bad thing? No, no. If something is good, look, mm. wisdom is the lost property of the believer. Yeah. Mm. If there's good in it, then its automatic return is to who? The, the believers. Because mm. goodness comes from the people of Lost Iman. property of the believers. So, so if, if it's a saying and there's good in it and there's no reference and name attached to it and there's no attribution, boom, we'll take that. Because there's good in that. Mm. Well, it comes back down to that point. How do you know what is being said is said by that person? Mm. You understand? We know. But see, there should this come a point where that matters as well. What my point being about if it's good, then take it. Like, like the quote we just said now, say somebody wants to have a debate. Did that come from Azat Ali or not? Or did it or did it not? Yeah. My point being that is there a point where it matters or where it doesn't matter? Whether Azat Ali said it or not. Yeah. You're saying because it was good, take it. Yeah. Then that, that then falls under al hikmatu dalatul mu'min wisdom. If if it's a, a wise ah. saying, it's the lost property of a believer. Whether ah. Mola Ali said this or not, whether Molana Room wrote this or not, if there's good in that, that comes to us because we Achha, are the member of wisdom. As believers, people using of Using that particular quote then to justify our own stance, mm. we find that quite common as well. Mm. So if we're going through a bit of a, a rough patch with our. Uh, we've fallen out with our next door neighbor, or we've had a bit of a uh, any uh, tiff with our wife, our tiff with our partners, what we call it mm. uh, fallen out with our brother, sister, whatever. Then we use that quote, yeah, in it, our it context. Really me. Uh, <laughs> we use that quote uh, because it fits our situation, and we'll share it on WhatsApp, yeah, or we'll share. I'm trying to do because it's happened to me a few times, mm. trying to do ishara to that person. Mm. When you're not really getting what he's trying to say, or what he's, you're not trying to understand it yeah, from that perspective, yeah, that, that's on that individual then, isn't it? Yeah. He's he's using mm. it the wrong way. There's no point me having a tiff with someone else and using uh, the call of Mola Ali to you know make them look like a bad person. That's on me. What I'm saying is, for example, say I'm giving advice to another layman, yeah, layman giving another layman advice, and I use <clears throat> something like he's like, you know, I don't want to go back to the masjid, and uh, I, I'm really depressed. But I can't turn to Allah because I've done all this. Say I use that exact quote, the, the one about the uh, tear of the wrongdoer is worth more than the tasbih yeah, of the arrogant. The tear of the sinner. Yeah. Say I use that yeah. and he wants to have a debate as to where it's come from. That is where I can then be in the position that because it is good, based on what you said, that it doesn't really matter where it came from. This is the attribute given to it, like it yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, would be, I wouldn't be breaking any rules there, would I? Mm. No, no, I, it, look, the, the, it's a saying mm. End of day, it's a saying, you know Rome wasn't built in a day, who said that? No idea But it's a, it's a common saying in it, yeah. it's, it's well known Meaning, look, sabrkar, You know, sabrkar, things will happen you A know, 40 don't probably said that mm. No, but, you know, somebody probably at 80 said that Yeah When looking back at life ah. and said, you know, I'm 40 years You know what, now really life's begun Because the first 20 years, I was a child mm. And the next 20 years I was growing up and realizing and I made all my mistakes. Mm. I'm 40 now. I should be not making mistakes now. I should be actually, I'm in my peak. I'm in my prime now. I'm just, just topping my prime going into Sheikh Ukhia, for example. So, so what we're trying to say is that these sayings 
a lot of what you read, a lot of what you hear, a lot of what is said, it should be referenced and be within the methodology. Yeah. You know, it's got to make sense rationally, Akalan as well. Yeah. A lot of these things have to be factored when when discussing and mentioning points, etc., etc. And in turn, all of this then affects a person's spirituality because that's our discussion yeah. today, right? Yeah. Our overall discussion and then we've touched upon uh, the more specific discussion of the Muslim reviver. Uh, so I don't know why our producer shaking his head because you were sat here till half 11 for two and a half hours talking about Diego Maradona and football, but our producers just come in now. I won't take names. <laughs> producers uh, producer just, walked out. just walked off as well. Is he back now? <laughs> So producer Saab obviously didn't have an issue on Thursday when they were sat around No, there's no wrong with Maradona. We, we carry on, obviously, you know. I, I, you annoyed him now. No, no, but, but, him. I mean, just to, just to sort of, uh, yeah, he's rattled, I'll tell you what, we better, we better <laughs> stop producer now. Producer Saab, bro, Masha, na kui paani, was there a sardij mario ya si? have you been No, I was planning to go this year, but COVID unfortunately mm. has kicked in. So you were planning to go everywhere this year, weren't you? I was. We How had Palestine and Jordan lined up in August. Yep. Uh, we obviously had Umrah just before lockdown in yep. March, uh, and then Baghdashi was on the uh, on the yep. list this year uh, for obviously Rabiul Akhir Sharif. So quite a few brothers are taking yeah. uh, groups. Um, so Khair, I know you've been twice, I think. No, I've been once. once. I've actually been once to Baghdad. Is it safe? Um, it was nice. It was good. Uh, it was in 2016, mm. uh, if I'm not mistaken, in January that I went. Mm. Uh, or 2016 or 2017, I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, and I went with Jabber. He was one of the guys I went with. The guy who uh, broke my jaw. He was another one uh, playing football, by the way. Uh, that I went with as well. He mm. went, uh, very close friends of ours. We went together in a group of, I think, four or five or six of us. Did he break your jaw after you went or before you went? I, I just need some more context. Oh. No, he broke his <laughs> jaw a couple of uh, I broke my jaw back. three and a half, four months ago. Oh, yeah, and you went In between back. lockdown yeah. one and I went with that 2016, sir. Now I've got the full context. I won't make the comment I was going to make. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> we have so, to act upon what we talk about. No, then, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, but I went Baghdad and it was nice. To be honest with you, it was the first time I went. Uh, great experience. So many great, great men of Allah buried there. Allah. You mm. know, so many uh, sites to visit, shrines to visit, you know, places to make dua, you know. And, and, and just a question on that Imam Adil, a lot of darbars, shrines, yes, uh, mizars, people go to. Why do they go there? Just in a nutshell, tell us why do we go there? What do they do there? Can we make dua there? We go what there the to tradition? pay our respects to those individuals who are resting there. Our belief is that they are from amongst those who are alive. Uh, so, Sabilillahi Amwat here uh, is not just in terms of the Hakiki Ma'ana, those who gave their lives on the battlefield, but also those who sacrificed, like we were talking about earlier, Jihad Akbar and Jihad. Asghar. Uh, mm. So these men who sacrifice their lives in the way of Allah Almighty, uh, it is our iman, our belief that they are close to Allah uh, and we make dua at their resting places uh, for it is a place where duas are accepted. Uh, it's a place where dua is accepted and there are certain maqamat and places around the world, uh, no doubt whether uh, awliya, 
an ashabi rasul and anbiya arresting uh, and uh, ahlul bayt yathar that becomes uh, a place where the duas uh, where a dua is accepted uh, so similarly this goes hand in hand uh, with when no doubt uh, sayyidina zakaria islam's example that we gave hmm. um, of when they went to sayyida maryam so going Mihab. to uh, somebody of a greater rank going to somebody of a lower rank this is established from the quran uh, like this sahaba went to hazrat khwaja waise qarni radiyallahu ta'ala anhu whose name we didn't mention yeah, but the yet. question here is uh, uh, so imam they left but our iman is that they're alive yeah our iman is that they're alive yes that they've tasted death for a moment kullu nafsin dha'ikatul maut but our iman is that they're alive goes hand in hand with this verse wala taqulu liman yuqtalu fi sabilillahi amwat surah number 2 verse 154 and then surah number 3 verse 164 inda rabbihim yurzaqun that they are provided provisions by Allah almighty jalla wa ala yeah yeah so so we believe they're alive therefore you know what would what does life in that world mean though people might say well how can you say a man who's who's actually died is alive you know western philosophy and other philosophies how their team no but in in a nutshell yeah. you know you we don't i don't want to leave nobody you know after this podcast with questions mm. though we can answer them on another podcast but yes. in a nutshell when we They're say living in in the grave isn't uh, necessarily like our living here in the dunya uh the provisions that they are reliant upon isn't what we rely upon necessarily as in breakfast uh and lunch and dinner so on and so forth uh, it is how allah almighty jalla wa ala world it's a different realm a different world alamul barzakh again it comes into the matters of alladhina yu'minuna bil ghaib we know that no doubt the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has said uh, that al anbiya ahya'un fi quburihim yusalluna ibn musnad abi ya'la sharif ki riwayat that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that the prophets are alive in the graves uh, and not only are they alive but they pray as well Uh, like this we saw on the night of al-Isra' wal-Mi'raj Sahih Muslim Sharif Kiriwaid Nabi Salatu Salam witness Sayyidina Musa Salam wa huwa qa'imun yusalli fi qabrihi standing and praying in his grave so if this is established for the uh, anbiya uh, then no doubt is uh, and established for the shuhada yes siddiqin anbiya they fall into this uh, category uh, and then we've got the verse from uh, surah an-nisa which supports this uh, so the living uh, and then we know that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said allah almighty has made it haram upon the earth uh, to consume the flesh of the anbiya yes and the awliya have their maqam wa martaba mm. because of the anbiya yes they are uh, they have they have their maqam wa martaba through the light Uh, of the anbiya they are a reflection of the anbiya so that's the living side of it what about the assistance side of it which is what a lot of people go for as well uh, so our aqeeda is what that when we go there we are not asking them directly but rather mm. we are asking through them uh, we are asking in reality from allah this is what uh, a lot of people don't understand it is our belief our aqeeda that madad haqiqi uh, assistance in reality and nasir haqiqi nasir haqiqi is allah almighty jalla wala madad in reality comes mm. from allah shifa in reality comes from istighfar being accepted and maghfirat comes from allah almighty mm. but allah almighty has placed certain wasail like he says in the quran surah number 5 verse number 35 ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha wabtaghu ilayhi alwasilata so here shabal yula muhaddisi delvi said what that this means me, seek a means of approach to me allah almighty says seek a means mm. of approach uh, what this means is that you take a spiritual guide in the dunya Shawali ulama hadith Delhi says and then also you seek a means of approach 
through the men of Allah Almighty uh, to Allah Almighty Jalla wa'ala. Yes, be that the Anbiya, Mursaleen, Awliya, hmm. so on and so forth. And someone said here uh, that means of approach means through uh, terms of Salah and so on and so forth. Actions. Uh, but uh, Ziauddin Madani, qutb Madina, uh, they give the understanding of this uh, that Ittaqullah actually refers to and covers the angle of actions. Wabtahu ilayhi al-wasilati actually refers to Wasilata uh, refers to uh, the man of Allah Almighty Jalla wa'ala. So uh, we go with this Iman and Aqeedah that in reality it is Allah Almighty Jalla wa'ala who is providing. Uh, so it's important that we, 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 we understand that you know these are fundamental understandings uh, pertaining to um, you know when visiting graves etc etc. And you know just an important point in relation to you know the life of people a person dies death is the term given to the separation of the body from the soul mm. so when a person's body is in the grave the body itself um, and we'll do a podcast on the grave and, and stuff like that but with regards to the soul the soul is still alive the soul has tasted death death meaning separation from body and soul yeah it's tasted and now the soul is still alive but it's gone into another realm another world a world where the souls are staying up until the day of judgment. And in that world, there's levels. In that world, how good you've lived in this world, it'll be according to how good you will have a time in the waiting room, which is deemed as the barzakh. Mm. So it's very important for us to understand that. And the any normal human Allah, can go into the barzakh as well. You don't everyone have to be goes into the barzakh. Muslims, non-Muslims. Non-Muslims, but there's levels. Like there's, ah. you know, the non-Muslims will be at the lowest. You know, they'll be in the worst and they'll be getting punished in that world. So is that there within the grave? Punishment inside the grave. Ah, the is not punishment. in the grave. It's the soul. The physical body itself is inside the grave at that mm. time. But the, w- then it opens the discussion. What gets punished? Does the body feel the punishment? Does the soul yeah, get the punishment? The are the body and the soul connected even after death? And you know, these are all questions we can elaborate on later. But in a nutshell, with regards to the spiritual sages and masters, they are alive inside the graves or inside the barzakh. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, we also want to make it categorically clear that uh, it is from amongst the ta'limat of the ulamai Rabbaniyin, bil khusus Sayyidi Ala Hazrat has written a full risala upon this, uh, that uh, prostrating and doing sujood at the mazar, the resting place of any of the awliya, is qat'an prohibited. Is that yes. just the action or the intention behind it? Because some people do... Uh, uh, something ta'zim where they're just kissing with the uh, sajda ta'zim here is not in discussion uh, ta'zim is that uh, sajda remember is on seven parts of the body Achha. forehead nose two hands two knees and two feet so if all seven parts of them mm. are in sajda towards the grave mm. uh, with the intention that you're doing sajda to the person in the grave that is cut and haram in Islam so what if all seven are touching the ground but you're not doing yeah, but you're giving you're giving the impression that you are so you can't give the impression either no if somebody if an onlooker is looking on uh-huh. and it comes to the, he comes to the conclusion she comes to the conclusion that you're doing sajda so you might be doing a six parts you might be doing a far part yeah. five parts of the body but if it's perceived that you're doing a sajda then you should avoid that you should avoid that. So say you're by yourself and you want to do bosa, you want to you know, have that. General effect. doing bosa, p- touching the grave, placing it uh, 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 on your hand on the grave yeah. and then kissing it, that's fine. Take a kiss in your hand and then placing it out of love that you would do for a person who is living. Okay. Uh, perfectly acceptable and fine. But we're saying here sajda. 
Okay. So this is common among with intention, uh, with intention mm. of it being that you are worshiping or showing some sort of uh, uh, obedience towards mm. the person in the mazar, which is common amongst the juhala. Yeah, you've been course, to a yeah. lot of mazarat yeah, yeah. in Pakistan. You know, you've been Baghdad Sharif. Uh, we've been Palestine. So far, uh, so we, we see this amongst people, ignorant yeah. people. And again, this comes down to what we were discussing earlier: a lack of knowledge. Yeah, but in our Sharia, yeah. doing sajda to Ghairullah is haram. Why? Because sajda is only prescribed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In our... In, in sajda as in the action and intention? Intention is only for Allah jalla wa ala. Mm. But where it comes to, for example, the previous umams, doing sajda to other than Allah Almighty out of respect yeah. was accepted. Udda, what was the word you used? Other than Allah Almighty mm. was accepted. Like... Sidna Yusuf's brothers bowing down to Sidna Yusuf. Mm. This was a prostration of respect. Like the angels bowing down to Sidna Adam out of respect and honor to him. But in our Shariat, in our school or in yeah. our religion, yeah. bowing down to other than Allah Almighty is not permissible. Al-Batta, the Prophet said, if I was to instruct, if I was to instruct anyone to prostrate, it would be the wife, wife to the to husband. The husband yeah. mm. Out of obedience. Uh, not worship. You know, not 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 in out of worship, but in obedience to obedience, the husband, yeah. out of obedience. But such that is solely for Allah Almighty. We should Similarly, not do that because we're having the discussion, and obviously it's, it's quite late. I mean, we still got good viewership. I think one sixty, yeah, one seventy. Yeah. Mashallah, brothers and sisters are Tune watching in, again. Watching, please, please subscribe. subscribe. Oh, no, You're getting good at this now. No, no, I think I'm. Uh, You're in the same bubble, in it. It's not yeah. your fault. Oh, you that's your bubble. Yeah, that's <laughs> <in the> bubble. <laughs> Yes, Big bubble, isn't it? Brothers <laughs> from the same mother, Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. <laughs> so, I feel that it is necessary to also touch upon this, that we have a lot of fraudsters and charlatans, and this is probably going to be another half an hour, a lot of fraudsters and charlatans in our communities today, uh, where in the name of spirituality and tasawwuf, uh, they will look to... Uh, pry upon vulnerable people, yeah, uh, yeah. brothers and sisters who are suffering from mental illnesses, who gone through a rough patch, uh, who are probably, you know, and that's something again uh, common amongst our people. Uh, you know, the brother or the sister in question is suffering from depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a massive cultural issue, though, and uh, you know, you know, and we we touched upon this a few years ago when we had the black magics and uh, black magic and uh, gin seminar. I think it was 2016, was it? Uh, when I was in a bit of uh, hot water then, and uh, what do you call it? Um, so we 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 see this, and I made this clear on that occasion as well, and I make it clear again. Yes, brothers and sisters, messages. Brother came to Al Hikam, uh, father of a HIF student who studies here. I won't mention names, uh, and he says that such a such a person asked me for two thousand pounds for Tawiz. In Bradford. You know, monetizing, yes. using the name of the Quran and Sunnah. Sister messaged me on Instagram similarly. And I said, if anybody's asking you for money, and we're making this clear, if anyone's asking you for money, you know that wrong, person is wrong. Yes, yeah. that person is, is clearly only in it for the money, uh, marketing, exploiting the situation. Then similarly, we've heard worst case scenarios. Uh, sisters being sexually uh, uh, mm. molested and yeah. raped. Abused. Yes, and abused. If that, I can that use them words. The offering for whoever it is doing it. Mm. Yes, yeah. and these are a seedy men, disgusting, dirty men. Yes, using tasawwuf to fuel their own desires. If you find yourself in that situation, number one, Jalo, you might be in a state of desperation. Don't visit a male peer without a mahram. Mm. 
yeah. advice. Number two, if somebody is asking you for money, straight away alarm bells should be ringing off and should be going off and mm. you should be saying, uh, that's it, I'm not going to g- uh, proceed any further with this. Mm. Those who are genuine uh, people, they will never ask for money. Yeah. And then we have this argument, or oh, oh, they're not taking money. The reason I was in hot water. Huh? Uh, they're oh, not right. taking. I've only just clicked. On. Yes, they're not. It's late now. Uh, it, they're not taking money. But if somebody wishes to give money, the girl the way but niya na. No, but no, no. If someone yeah. wants, it's like you going nah, for a speech. Yeah. In my mother, like you know, you, you've done a speech and somebody's you offering you money. I've given give my time. What's he given? His expertise in curing. Oh, I'll give it a rest. No, I'm giving an example. You no, know, no, but look, on, for example, say I need assistance. A genuine man of God. Say, say I go to Aima, for example. If he's not, a, I'm talking about if he's not a genuine man of God. Okay. I'm uh, talking to those people who say, Indirectly. It's harder to d- for example, say I go to Aima, he's my magical spook. Why why you put my name say uh, my mother? No, because you I don't wanna see I wanna keep him for the legit one. <laughs> You're the magical spooky master, yeah. No, don't, so, I, I, that so I've I've gone to Aima, for example, for I've married, you know, I've got a few issues and he sorts my problems out. Doesn't ask for a penny. Again, contextualizing it, he's not married yet. Yes, so before people start. Why did that have anything to do with anything? Because you're not. Yeah, I know. So I don't want people making stories up where he's got uh, issues in his marriage. Oh, right. Okay, no, that, uh, this is all exemplary. Yeah, I don't actually have uh, issues. You've got to say, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an example I'm giving that Imam Saab is this. A person turns up. Yeah, a person turns up. Hypothetically speaking, thank you for that producer sahab. Anyway, so I come to you for example, he sorts my problem out. Yeah. He doesn't charge me a penny. Yeah. I then, out of appreciation, gift him. How do I know that he's only done that because he knew I was going to gift him something? You can never know, can you? That's the reality. Yeah, no, so what yes. other conditions can we have to know who's real and who's not? Well, we've, no, but we mentioned, we've, we've mentioned so many. You know, you, why would you go to someone who... Is not learned, who is mm. not practicing, who's not educated, who's not got a chain, who's not got none of that, who 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 misses his salah. These people can't help you. And the, only thing, going, the only thing that's going for him is a good marketing team. Yeah, I suppose so. You yeah. get me? You know, the, that's mm. what you call fake con artist. On on the apparent is one face, and behind closed doors is another face. No, mm. it's it's finding genuine, real people and. And when you bring Hazrat Ghoshi Azam into this conversation, Sayyid Abdul Qadir Hilani, when he was asked, what is the best litany that one can recite for troubles? Mm. So they open the Quran. Yes. Yeah. All your answers are in the Quran. All your cures and problems and, and, and situations that you need cures for, you'll find inside the Quran and the Sunnah. Mm. Go back to the, the Quran and Sunnah. What, is the, what was the way of Rukia? You know, when you do Rukia, huh. it should be, it should be the, you know, the words of Allah Almighty that when you wear a taweez, when you wear something around your neck, you're mm. wearing it with this intention that Allah is going to give me the cure to the power of these words. These words are a protection for me. And mm. we can go into the, the legalities and the permissibility of that. There's no denying. You know, we, we don't even need to go into that. We're saying that people who are using these opportunities to exploit mm. innocent people and, and make money from them and abuse them, this needs to be pointed out. And this needs to be... This is It comes under that safeguarding issue. Yeah. Yeah, to save people yeah. from... You know, con artists who, who have no intention but to satisfy themselves or to do anything mm. in that regards and make the pockets. And then nine times out of ten when these taweezat are, are opened and looked at, they have no verses of the Quran in. 
There's the devil pictures on there. There's all sorts happening there. There's all sorts and uh, has the adverse effect on that person. Or zada bimariyan ho janiyan. Taake wo customer murna rahe hain. Ah, bas kuch hi hona. Wo baqayda is tarike and then they have a pay package as well. Yani subscription. Oh, na na ek monthly. Pehli kisht par itni aadhi hota hai, fir agli kisht par. Oh yeah. If you do this and this and and then we've got the other issue that as Imam Sahib alluded, if you're not reading your namaz. Mm. If you're not fasting, if you're not giving zakat, if you're not performing your umrah and hajj when you have the means to do so, you're not reciting the Quran, you're not reading tasbih, then you're going to expose yourself to these things. Yeah, it goes without saying. Yeah, you know people say, oh, but my kismat is yet. You know, do something about it. Be positive. Mm. Seek knowledge. Become people of of ilm. Become people of spirituality, as we're discussing today. Become people who have an attachment with the Quran. You know, today if our our three G or four G is not working, and after five G we shall not. The tufan hoy jana ji, oh, yeah. ji, my Wi-Fi is not working. My connection is weak. I'm ah. about our connection with the Quran. You know, this, we are before going to appeal, sir. And I'm not, and I'm a huge advocate of sahih raqida, sachche pakke peer. Yes, mm. those who are crowns upon our heads. Jere aaj kal e do number churlu murlu jere phinne na. Allah ina bachai yaron. Our Sunnis, unfortunately, you need a copyright that churlu murlu pa. You know, I got it from P. Sayyid Nasiruddin Nasir. If anyone, mashallah, who did justice to this particular field and highlighting the issue within our Indian subcontinent culture, it was P. Sab Nasir Millat, Rahmatullahi Taala. But I want to conclude by saying, because mashallah, it's been two and a half hours. Even though we've got brothers and sisters still watching, we don't want to bore everyone. Uh, alhamdulillah i think we pretty much touched every topic that we wanted to discuss uh, be careful don't trust those people uh, uh, you know there's question marks around them stay away from them so on and so forth at the end of the day at the end of the day uh, if you really want to be uh, any safeguard yourself uh, from the spiritual illnesses and ailments out there and the influence of the shayatina jinnat become uh, consistent in your five daily prayer yep. punctual in your salah read the quran of the and the duty of the quran regularly and attach yourself with good people good company mm. a good company has uh, obviously positive effects uh, so i think that's very important so we've highlighted obviously some uh, you know i want you to take a few of the names as well but i don't want to i think gohar shahi we mentioned um, you know somebody yeah. who Uh, you need to stay away from a lot of youngsters. One or the two people that you know as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big lads on that. Yeah. Uh, so one or two people that you know who have fallen for his trap. Uh, you know, and we'll openly condemn yeah, such there's individuals. Many there's many fitnas out there that we should be. And that's another thing, Imam Sab. Sorry. Forgetting the saving yeah. ourselves. A lot of yeah. people assume because they message me or they message you. Oh, Imam Sab, speak about, uh, speak about such a such, like this kid from Australia. Uh, what's his name? Harris. The one who's uh, become a homosexual or something and became an atheist or left Islam, uh, Molana uh, Mustansar did a. Uh, no, no, that is Jasin. Whatever it is, that yeah. is Jasin. Is from Afga. Is originally from Afghanistan. Acha. That that individual who's an ex-Muslim now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's what, confusing a lot of youngsters. Living yeah. in the UK. Yeah, he's in London. I thought he was in Australia. No, 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 no. He's oh, like, down is, down is down he down. like kind of out on the media and pulling people yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he's active on his Instagram, actively. A lot of fitness out there. A lot of fitness. And you know, to be honest, there. he hasn't really come across. You know, there are people who have answered him, etc. But the yeah. way he goes, he wants these black and white answers. And many have asked me to to actually speak there to the go. guy and 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 discuss and have have a discussion with him on with regards to yeah. slavery in Islam and and the age of say the Aisha and. Divine guidance, and these are topics that he picks on and takes verses out of context, and 
No, give me straight, you know, and he's he's quite street in that sense. Mm. So what but I'm trying to say is, a lot of people expect me or Chote uh, Mausa to, you know, name and shame everybody. But that's not our job, mm. you know. And 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 we get a lot of messages, a lot of phone calls. I'm talking personally. I don't know about him, but I certainly get the message. Of, Imam Sahab, can you speak up against such and such a person? Can you? Speak? When we did, nobody gave our saath. When we spoke about uh, against such and such a person, such and such a uh, first, uh, you know, our own people are pointing fingers. So, what I'm trying to say is that you've got to be active yourselves. You've got to have that pechan of who's right and wrong. And you've got to protect yourself as and well. And your children yeah. and your family members. You've got to take that responsibility. We're doing our part, mm. we're trying our best. But we can't put out every fire. Meaning go yeah. out and educate yourself. Go yeah. out and study and learn and read upon these things. Be open-minded. See what's happening. What you see wrong, speak out against the wrong. What you see right, you know, take take the good in that sense. And, and get clarification. And making sure that, you know, and if you're confused, go to Sound Scholarship. Speak to them. Ask them. And in a simple nutshell, in a go, back the 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 and sunnah, the go back to the, the basics and, and stick to that. And, and leave, you know, the job of... Um, Pointing out deviancy, etc., to those who are experts within the field and those who are doing that job, and and I think that the time and day and age we live in, we, we must focus on ourselves. You know, protect yourself and your families from the fire. Do what's right. Do what's best for you and your family. Adhere to the true teachings of Islam, and and that's only going to come through ilm and knowledge and education and and sitting with the 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 scholars and the teachers and people who who have their chains back to the Prophet والسلام, who are sound and grounded within their knowledge as well. That's very important. And, and in a nutshell, and, and to conclude this discussion on Muslim revivals, Sayyidina Abdul Qadir Ghilani, a man, these are all of what we've mentioned is in a nutshell and effectively what Sayyidina Abdul Qadir Ghilani stood for. This is what he preached, this is what he lived. And it's important for us, you know, whether that's truthfulness, whether that's adhering to the Sunnah, whether that's uh, staying close to the Quran, whether that's uh, uh, connecting with Allah Jalla wa'ala through the, uh, the divine words, etc. This is very important for each and every one of us and, and something that we need to keep in mind uh, in regards. And this topic on jinns and black magic and ta'weez and stuff, we'll, we'll actually do a podcast mm. and in detail one on this. There's so much to talk about. I mean... We've done two and a half hours today, mm. and and it is it has been a good good stretch. Just final few words, Imam Adil, and then and question just come through regarding kissing the hands of your sheikh. TK, if if a male is kissing the hands of a male sheikh, that's perfectly fine. Yes, it's proven from the practices of the Sahaba towards the Prophet Sallallahu Sahih Rivayat. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, Imam Muslim towards Imam Bukhari, uh, Imam Abu Hanifa students <laughs> towards Imam Abu Hanifa. So the practices of the Salaf. But if a Ghair Mahram sister is kissing the hand of a Ghair Mahram peer or Sheikh or Murshid, no matter what maqam or martaba or uh, marhala that that peer has mm. reached, it is qat and haram in Islam. Yes. Similarly, having free mixed gatherings between brothers and sisters uh, uh, and, and then justifying this. Uh, and Ajkal, the Sovov people have painted it as uh, uh, in, uh, roaming around in the meadows and playing with daisies. This is the Sovov. Tasawwuf is what? Uh, the true uh, ta'limat and teachings of uh, Sayyidina Ash-Sheikh Sayyid Abdul Qadir Al-Jilani. Imam Al-Junaid, Sayyidina Ghazali. They are the true the representatives of Tasawwuf. Mm. That's Ashkal what we need to go back to. Peer Banevin. 
तो लोग कहने जी तखो जी बरे बकायदा इन बोल्टन में मीटर फिरिया वा ना इस तरीके ना आसिफ फारूक की खुम जैवरी है बड़े मुतासर होंगे लोग देवबंदी हुकुम्स एंड कत एंड डीवियंट कत एंड वट यू कॉल पीपल शुड स्टे अवे फ्रॉम हिम एंड बड़े इस तरीके नाल यूजिंग ग्रेट टेक्निक्स टू एंटाइस पीपल ओपन डाउन द कंट्री दे गो मार्केटिंग गिविंग द लीफ फ्री ट्रांसपोर्ट एंड जकरिया मस्जिद इन बोल्टन ट्रांसपोर्टिंग we should be aiming to get the masses in to mm. follow the way that we follow you know the ahl sunnah is bigger than any one personality if there was that unity amongst the personalities within ahl sunnah who we place our trust in then that would be possible it's achievable we have the wasail we have the finances we have the numbers you know again amirul mujahidin janaza whatever figure you take showed that alhamdulillah theek hai numbers and wasail and finances and resources are with ahli sunnah the only thing we don't lack is tolerance towards one another unity and lack of respect towards one another and this concept now and this will open another kind of worms uh, my sheikh is better than your sheikh mm. uh, mr layman my ah. sheikh is better than your sheikh my peer is better than your sheikh ta apna rang laya wa ta apna is tarike nal what do you call it uh, uh, in your own uniform ha huh? and that's say we're promoting our own 